Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-assed sports fans giving their half-assed opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty number 73. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I am the Iceman. And number 73... Who is number 73? Iceman, I believe you have a shitload of people. Yeah, uh, pick whoever your staple would be, who your top player would be. You got Michael Orr, uh, the blind side movie, when he went to the Panthers, was war number 73. Uh, Joe Thomas from Browns, hell of a lineman there. Uh, Dennis Rodman, when he went to the Lakers. Uh, Larry Allen on the Dallas Cowboys. I could do this all day. I mean, you just you, you really got to pick your uh, staple on which one you want to pick for seventy three. Uh, yeah, and I got uh, Pavel Kubina, defenseman, NHL. That's all I have. Played for uh, Tampa, um, and I want to say Toronto. So, all right. Well, uh, it is November already. Holy shit. Uh, by the time this show posts, we will have a World Series champion. Uh, it has been quite the World Series. Uh, this isn't uh, like a year like, like, say, 2012, where it was lopsided. What was that year that the, the Texans? Uh, the nah, I forget. I don't know, it was one where the Royals were in where they only won a game and got trounced. So oh, that was the that was the first World Series they were in of the back to back ones, wasn't it? Earl would know. At least you're busy sending us a message on <laughs> Facebook Messenger. Squirrel. Uh, uh, but but yeah yeah um for t- two 
This is the second World Series appearance for Houston. And they finally won a World Series game because in 2005 they got swept by the uh, White Sox. So, yeah. Um, Back in their National League team? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When did they, they cross had, over? Uh, not, that, not that long ago. Um, I want to say 2011, 12, somewhere around there. I know it's officially been long enough to where it doesn't seem weird to me anymore. Seemed weird for the first few seasons, but now it seems like oh, all right, American League team. It was like when the Brewers uh, went to the National League. Took a few seasons. It was like what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, same thing. Um, but no, man. If you look back at two thousand five Houston team, they had Andy Pettit, they had Roger Clemens, they had Fat Elvis. I mean, dude, they they had some name players on that team. And with with Pettit and Clemens pitching, and you know that was one two in their rotation. I, it's shocking that they didn't win one game of that fucking series. But then again, they did not have apparently ju- the, the 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 juice balls that they have this year. Because holy fuck, dude! They haven't both teams come out to say like, yeah, there's fucking there's some shit different with these balls. Well, I mean, the, the, you know, the league admitted that they're wrapping them tighter and they made the, the, the cork a little bit more, have a little bit more pop and shit. But, I mean, this is fucking ridiculous, dude. They were, fl- <clears throat> they were flying the fuck out left and right a couple games ago. Like, it was nobody's business. And then that game that went into to extra innings was just, ah, I mean, I, I guess I get it. You know, in a, in a world where people are cutting the cable cord and everybody's ratings are going down because people are paying less, you know, less people are paying for cable. You want to get as many viewers as possible. But, I mean, at a certain point, doesn't it become more of a a spectacle than anything else? And on top of that, where the fuck was this during the regular season? I mean... Why do you, know, why do you yeah. pick the World Series to do this? And, and, and to me, this just it seems like just integrity issues with the game, quite honestly. I mean, just because the league is doing it doesn't mean it's right. Am I the only one who feels like that? Well, no, because it's in 68 when you had, you know, Bob Gibson and and Denny McLean and et cetera, et cetera, just dominating and pitching dominated that year. They didn't in the World Series all of a sudden lower in the lower the pitcher's mound to give the batters a better you know shot at pit, at hitting during the World Series. They waited till that season was over with. They implemented the rules in the off season and they made the adjustments in the off season. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem if they did this to the balls starting with spring training next year, but yeah, to throw it in in the in the world, right? It, it, I mean, it seems like right as the World Series started. This didn't even seem like a playoff type thing. It was like right as the World Series started. I mean, it's kind of like what was it a season or two ago when they changed the overtime rule in the in the NHL for the regular season? It was, yeah, it was two seasons ago, dude. That that rule change came in the middle of the season. Well, not the middle, the beginning of the season, but still. There had already been teams that played five on five overtime. You know, I mean, there have been teams that, 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 or what? No, it's four on four overtime. Now it's three on three, and they just changed it. Can't do that. Trust me, I wanted to change our fantasy football league to PPR, but I can't do that middle season. Whole new strategy. Can't change that shit in the middle. 
you know, well, true to my word, yeah, fuck this fantasy season. Oh, yeah. Well, join me in the basement. We have, uh, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, for now. There's still hope, though, because 4-4 four four will get you into playoffs, apparently, looking at the playoff bracket. There's still hope for us, Rich. What are you talking about? Unless we combine wins, we don't even have four wins. Yeah, but there's still five more weeks. I, I, I got to win wins. out. I got to win wins. out. Four wins hey, over here. Hey, I'm just going to say this, and we'll, we'll stop the, the, the podcasting for for three us, and, us and, and seven other people who might be listening. I tried to make an all-out last-ditch effort trade with a team that sucked, and that person was like, nope. And I was like, all right, well, fuck it then. Oh, you mean me? And then next thing I know, you go and trade all your people to Earl? Trade all? <laughs> I traded one. I traded one person. He gave me a Mir Abdullah for Carson Wentz. I don't need Carson yeah. Wentz. What I'm saying is he's sitting here on the air, like, the day before I made that trade offer, crying about, well, that's it for me in this in this league for fantasy football. You can't come back from as from as far down as I am. Well, if you're that far down the totem pole, help a brother out. No, <laughs> can't do that. Hey, we're, we're both sitting here with the same record, so look, look, looks like it really would have worked out. Here's the thing, though. Here's the come bitch off of Kare- it. Kareem Hunt, though. No, here's the bitch of it. I offered my four best players for his four best players, but my four best players points average was well under his four best players points average correct that is why i said no hey rich i'll trade you (laughs) big ben and brandon cooks for uh uh julio jones and a player to be named later fuck you i ain't trading shit i'm here to play spoiler (laughs) i'm snatching up all the free agents because i'm at the top of the priority list i'm snatching up everybody who everybody wants today anyway uh, you want all the you want all the hotness? Fuck it, I'm taking all of it. Yeah, and I'm number one on the priority list. I'm flipping the roster. You can have uh, you can have Tariq Cahoon or whatever the fuck his name is. He ain't doing shit from from Chicago. That fucking no, one week wonder. Hey, he's a passing down back. But yeah, anyway, anyway, it's not PPR. But yeah, yeah back to the World Series. Yes. Oh Christ. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't get I don't get making a change like that. That's this visible of a change. This isn't just a slight adjustment to a rules or something like that, a tweaking of like what is a balk and what isn't a balk. Something that's gonna be called hardly at all. This is something that's fucking noticeable. I mean, I have friends that are the most casual of baseball fans who only watch the World Series, and they're like, hey, God damn, are they juicing again? Because they're hitting a lot of home runs. I'm like, I don't, I don't know necessarily if they're juicing if as much as they just juice the ball. Because they already admitted earlier this season that they're, they're experimenting with, with a tighter wound ball with a more spongy core, et cetera, et cetera, and all this. Didn't they make it lighter, too? I think, I think they did. Now you have players coming out going, oh, yeah, these balls ain't these ain't the same balls we played with all season in the, in the beginning of the playoffs. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take the players' word for it because they play 162 games plus the playoffs. Pretty sure they know the condition of the balls that, that, that they use. I mean, and if I drove the same car every day, all day long, and all of a sudden someone swapped it out for something that looks the same, but it ain't the same, it doesn't drive the same, doesn't handle the same, I'd have to be an idiot not to notice it. So... But I mean, whatever. It's it's hey, it got them 
it got them what they wanted. They beat Sunday night football. Well, I mean, given the teams that were playing on Sunday night, it wasn't that hard. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I get it, but I'm just saying football has been king in the ratings for quite a while now to the point where football was comfortable enough to name their uh, Super Bowl retrospective series America's Game to challenge America's pastime, the nickname for baseball. And I, when's the last time a World Series game beat a football game in the ratings? When's the last time, honestly, baseball beat a football game in the ratings, period? I'm I'm sure it's happened in the World Series before. eh, I don't know. Is it Latin, even last year, the Cubs being in it didn't, oh, didn't sure beat out a Sunday Night Football game or two? If it did, then it was not mentioned in the news. Uh, it was not mentioned in the articles I read about how this was, like, so shocking that baseball, the World Series, you know, baseball, World, World Series game beat out Sunday Night Football. So it seems to me if it's happened last year, it happens every couple of years, it's not really a shocking thing then. But then again, we do live in the age of, you know, hyperbole and in, in, in reporting. So who knows? Yeah, because it's I, I've because, you know, I, I pose this question to you guys in the chat is all you hear is like how ratings for football are down. Ratings of football are down. And every time I look up the ratings, I, I run into them on the interwebs. Like, the NFL is, like, seven of the top ten things, like, even in, in the cable ratings, too. So, like, are ratings down, or is, like, TV viewership down as a whole? And, like, that's how they're packaging it. That's what I'm wondering. No, I think the ratings are down, the attendance is down. Um, I, I definitely think with uh, everything that's going on with the Dude, attendance is just... not down. Attendance is really? not down. No, I just read a story about how it's not attendance is not down. Well, I mean, and when you get into that, the the problem you're going to face is statistics. I, I got you know statistics. <laughs> that, there we go. I got six Pesky of them. facts. Exactly, but here's the thing: I got six, you know, facts and statistics that could disprove your facts and statistics. That's like going for uh, expert opinion and then go to a different expert for an opinion okay, and get sure. a different story. Oh, I don't have the energy for this conversation. Let's just keep it about sports. All right. Um, it is about sports. I'm telling you. Well, look, yes. I've been hearing this for the last three, four weeks now. I've been hearing people, and because I, I guess, I don't know, I, I enjoy watching train wrecks. I do keep an ear not as close to it as I did at one point in my life, but I do keep an ear on the media and like forums, Facebook pages, social media groups that are strictly for people in the media. So they're always talking about ratings and this and that. And, and yeah, across the board, television ratings are down and there is, it it basically breaks down like this. There's people who want to say the NFL ratings are down because they want to fucking point to the NFL and go, see, this is what you get for letting your players kneel and not benching them or suspending them or digging up their dead-ass granny and, you know, butt-fucking her 
back to, straight down into the hole in the ground or whatever the fuck they want to do. And there's people who go, I don't have an agenda. I'm just looking at the cold, hard numbers. And the cold, hard numbers is viewership is down across the board. And then there's people who want to fucking push an agenda of the NFL's doing the right thing by letting the players kneel and letting the players protest. And it's just the right-wing Nazis and fascists who are coming up with these numbers and say the NFL's viewership is down, when in truth, it's people have less cable, but if you went to bars and counted how many people go to sports bars or go to someone's house who have the NFL package or whatever the fuck, viewership is technically up. So, just like everything else in this world when it comes to news at this point, we have a buffet of facts that, air quotes, big motherfucking ones, facts that you can choose from. So you can choose your own reality. That's so, what I was saying in a very shorter version. Yeah, but, dude, you wear your fucking reality on your sleeve, so we know what reality you're going to choose. So, I mean, that's uh, you're going to go with fuck the NFL. So we got it. We, we know. I, I'm not going with fuck the NFL. I'm just saying they fucking close off top bowls and put banners over it so, you know, the TV can't show that it's fucking empty. <laughs> They've been, dude, they've been I, I'm going to say attendance is down. Doing, That's all I'm they've saying. been doing that for years, especially in Oakland. That's nothing new. That is nothing new at all. Now, if you want to talk about doing that at where? At Ford Field? I'm going to have to disagree with you. I haven't seen it. And believe me, they are, the, the local media is having a field day and getting a tip drip from their rock hard cocks pointing out at the poor attendance at the Pistons and Red Wings games after the initial. Hey, we opened up the new arena. I mean, it, it, they're announcing paid attendance. They're not announcing how many people came through the turnstile. That's right. how you know they're fucked. They're, that's if they were police, that's called juking the stats. All right. But we we've talked about that before. That it's too expensive to go to a, a sporting event now. You, I mean, hockey you might be able to get to in certain in certain markets, definitely. But. You know, baseball, basketball, football, it, it's ridiculous how expensive. Well, that's another thing. They're pricing themselves out of the average family being able to go to a game. It's, At this it's, point, you're pricing yourself out of the average couple. That's <laughs> There you go. That's what I'm getting at. It's becoming more of a, hey, we'll sell batches of, of tickets to a corporation or, you know, there'll be a corporate suite or whatever the fuck. And... I mean, as long as they're getting paid for the tickets, they don't care if you show up. It's just like tuition at a, at a college. You pay to go to college. If you don't show up for one class, that college does not give a fuck. In fact, it's so true, and it is so terrible. <laughs> and, and in fact, once they get to a point where you haven't shown up to any classes, they get to keep your money and can let someone else transfer into the class and fill your fucking blank seat. Yep. So they're going to they're going to basically collect double on that seat in that class. And if that person doesn't show up, depending on how deep into the fucking class it is, they might even be able to it's a slim chance they can pull it off, but they might find someone dumb enough to try to pick that class up even though they'd be that far behind and get triple paid for that seat. They don't give a shit. That's that's when I, when I heard that they announced, when I heard the announced attendance at one of the Red Wings games I was I was watching the other night, and then they showed the crowd, it was almost like 
they were showing the crowd in defiance of the <laughs> announced attendance because it was an obvious discrepancy between the number they claimed and the visible number of people there. And it's so meet Sean third. Spicer school. Yeah, this wasn't like the third period, two minutes left, Red Wings being blown out. This was beginning of the second period. All right. I mean, that's not even halfway through the game. So it, <sighs> I, but hey, look, almighty dollar, people will pay it, right? So if they couldn't, if they couldn't get someone to show up, they couldn't charge that much, right? That's, that's the theory. That's the free, that's the free market theory right so you know maybe what needs to happen is exactly what a lot of people are saying maybe they their attendance needs to drop down to nothing outside of companies and corporations but you know buying suites for the season or buying you know a section of season you know tickets and giving them to their employees because i'm gonna tell you what ford they're never gonna feel fill ford field up without fans buying tickets Period. That's just not going to happen, you know. So maybe that needs to happen. Bring prices back down. But as long as people will show up, they're not going anywhere. And I, guys, be honest. How many times have prices dropped on fucking sporting events in our lifetimes? Very, very None. few. I mean, I think I can remember one time they made a big deal about the lowering of concession prices on a select group of items at Comerica Park one year. And it was literally shit that, like, most adult baseball fans probably wouldn't be spending money on. Like, how many adult... Case in point, beer, price wasn't going down on. It was like soft pretzels, nachos, you know. Price of hot dogs, not coming down at a fucking ballpark. You're dropping seven bucks for a hot dog. One hot dog at a ballpark. Seriously, think about that. I'm going to get a hand job with that. <laughs> I mean, dude, seven bucks. Go to Kroger, buy a pack of fucking hot dog buns. It's basically about the same quality as the ones they're serving for a buck. And you can get a fucking pack of uh, ballpark all beef franks for five bucks. And you can feed all, you know, that's that's lunch for a three, four person family easily. And you can get some cheap ass mustard to throw on there and still have change left over. Why is or a five dollar he- pizza fifteen dollars? And why is it never hot and ready? You want or the other. Ready or it's hot. <laughs> you don't get them both. You want or the other. <coughs> oh Christ! But hey, man, them hot and ready's are what it. That's what. That's what saved uh, Little Caesars, which in turn allowed them to fucking pump all the money into the, all that money into the Red Wings and then the Tigers. So we've man. had. We've had almost, well, a little bit over 20 years of good sports in this, relatively good sports in this town due to those shits, so we can't really complain too much. It's the arena hot and ready, Bill. Yeah, it, dude, it really is. It, it should be named, not Little Caesars Arena, Hot and Ready Arena. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Where you play ice hockey at, the Hot and Ready Arena? That don't even sound right. Yeah, I know, right? Something... Sounds like it should be in San Francisco. But, oh, anyways, let's double back to the World Series. Now, did you guys see, uh, what's his, hold on, you Darvish pitching, pitching performance? I did not. But did All see right. him get made fun of. I was unavailable. All right. So, he was a Yuli Gurriel, apparently made a racist jester. 
gesture in reference to you, Darvish? Okay, so my question is, and here, I'll send you guys the, the video if you haven't seen it. Gets to keep his job because he's brown? Uh, he's well, yeah, white he's guy. Suspended, suspended him for the first five games of, the, of next season, but he still gets to play in the World, World Series. Yeah, if this is a white guy, he would be traded, or no, he'd have to be out of baseball. He could never play baseball again. I don't know if I'd buy that. I don't even think he'd have been suspended for the World Series, dude. Honestly, I... And I I got my theory on it. I think they just... This is something that baseball would have probably not given a fuck about if it wasn't for the online Justice Warriors. Um, because let's just, okay, let's just say it, get it out in the open here. All right. Earl, did you see what he did? I did not. I, I, mm-mm. well, I just messaged oh, it. So dirty knees. Look at these. That's what I'm thinking. I see that photo. He basically put his fingers to his eyes wow. and pulled back on his eyes. Now here's my question. Does you Darvish's eyes look like that? I haven't shared a romantic gaze with the man lately. I have to look him up. <laughs> take a picture of him. I mean, is, it, does does his eyes look like the the? It's not even stereotypical. Well, he looks Asian. So, stating facts is racist. Yes. Well, I to I don't facts. think that. No, I mean I don't think it was racist, but I mean the the he implied to be making fun of the pitcher and whatnot. And I, I mean, if anything, it would be seen as bullying, but you know what? If you can't take a fucking joke these days, well, Oh wait, no, nobody can take a fucking joke. Proceed. Well, these are not two teams who have a historical rivalry. All right. This isn't the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Yankees of the fifties, you know, who met in a world series. I mean, a ridiculous amount of times. And there's like true hatred between these franchises, but this has been a pretty contentious world series from the celebration on the base base paths after, you know, hitting home runs to Yasiel Puig doing the, the exact opposite and hitting a home run. And then, calmly and very purposely laying his bat down like it was made of glass and then, you know, strolling along the base path. So it seems like these teams just for whatever reason don't like each other and they're taking shots at each other. And I mean, apparently there's even, I don't, I don't know all the details. I just heard about this yesterday. I didn't find a whole lot about it online. So it seems it, it is, might just be a, a local sports uh, reporter's take on it, but there was a, a local sports reporter slash DJ on air yesterday talking about some of the players on the Astros even got their hair cut to basically mock some of the haircuts the guys on the Dodgers have. And it's like, okay, I guess this goes back to, so do you want your players to be like, you know, break the plane, get in the end zone, flip the ball to the ref, and calmly jog off the field? Do you want your players to be, you know, to celebrate? Do you want players to 
play head games with the other team. Well, wouldn't you compare this to Terrell Owens standing in the middle of the star and Emmett Smith coming and knocking the piss out of him? Well, I don't remember Emmett Smith knocking the piss out of him, but I remember somebody doing it. But um, no, it was Emmett Smith because then he knelt on the star and just stared at the sideline. Like, I dare one of you motherfuckers to come back to the star. I don't, I, I don't know. I, dude, to me, it's, is it a, is it a childish, immature thing that he did? Yeah. Is it, I mean, did he hop, did he hit a home run off a black pitcher, run into the locker room, slap on blackface, come out with a top hat, like that little racist old CW frog? And start, hello, my darling, hello, my barber, hello, my ragtime, <laughs> and start singing, Mammy. no, he didn't, all right, so, and I'm sorry, no, I'm not sorry, all right, there are facts that certain races have certain features, period, bottom line, I mean, he, it's not like he did the whole pantomime, you know, Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees, look at these, you know, shit that did that, that Kids did, you know, back in the day in, in like, you know, first grade or whatever. I mean, who knows what the fuck he said? The, you saw him making, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, 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 I guess a eye-altering gesture, right? For literally half sure. a second. And, you know, oh, well, according to HuffPost, it's uh, the slant-eyed gesture. I don't know if slant-eyed's exactly compassionate enough, HuffPo. I don't know. That seems pretty rude to me. I mean, you know, what if he held up his his index and thumb about a half inch away from each other? Would would you say, you know, he's suspended five games for racist Asian dick gesture? I don't think so. But whatever. I I don't know, man. It's just everybody's I, it's, offended by everything. I mean, and and it it, it it just it goes back to the beauty of it. How often do you hear anybody sit and go, wow, Asian people are underrepresented in the STEM fields. Asian people are underrepresented and don't have the same opportunities as those horrible straight white males and et cetera, et cetera. Asians just shut up and kick ass. Exactly. You don't hear them say that because it's not fucking true they're a tiny percentage of this country yet they dominate numbers in the stem fields that were rounded up as recent as 70 years ago i i i don't think i even get that far into it guys i really don't this guy was making a joke in the dugout with his team it's not like he charged the mound with slanted eyes and started mocking him while he was pitching threw rice at him i'm saying so you're in the dugout with your team and you're like, can he even see the plate with these slanted eyes to this team? That's fucking funny. This is what you I know, will it, say. It maybe poor I, taste is is what I chop that up to. Five game suspension. Come on now. Which I mean, let's be honest. It's like in the world of baseball, where they play 162 games, that's like a two snap suspension in in the NFL. Like the first two snaps, you can't play. <laughs> okay, well, gee, that's all right. Damn. I had to piss anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was late coming out of the locker room. Oh, well, you know, it, it's not that big of a deal. But it, it's just, I don't know, man. It, 
I here's the deal. I'm not Asian, and I, I I can't say whether it'd offend me if I was. But I heard someone bring up a very good point recently, and it was, you know, it's not that okay. When every hack black comedian gets up and does their best, you know, Richard Pryor slash Eddie Murphy slash Chris Rock impersonation or or take on the white people do this, black people do that. All right. It's, it's like every hack black comedian has that bit. All right. No white person in their right mind gets offended. They laugh. They move the fuck out. That's just what I want everybody to fucking do, all right? This isn't someone who got caught, you know, on a cell phone camera at a bar talking about these goddamn zipperhead chink motherfuckers. Too bad we didn't finish the job in World War II and turn our entire country into a sheet of glass. Well, you know, this isn't even fucking Andrew Dice Clay saying, didn't we drop a bomb on these fucks? What was in there? A bunch of Sony Walkmen? I mean, what you was know, in there, it, fucking fertilizer? I mean, it, it wasn't even a, a joke along those lines to where it's like, damn, bro, you're, you, you know, I mean, personally, I, I, I laugh at the darkest of humor possible. So I, it, I'm not, I'm not a good barometer to judge this by whatsoever. Like, I, I think, I think jokes about, about AIDS and death and rape and cancer are hilarious if they're good jokes. There's no Rich, subject I, I haven't laughed about. Rich, what does magic stand for? My ass got infected, coach. <laughs> Jesus, God. Are we going back to 1991 now? Is it Magic Johnson saying. in a wheelchair? Roll AIDS. Uh, <laughs> you blew a piston in Detroit? Uh, you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> you know Isaiah Thomas got AIDS. He did magic. <laughs> yeah, it, but anyway, I, it, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a good judge of this. But I mean, I, I see. That's just a, there's dude, a there's a difference. I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a pretty good judge of this, and even at at my best, like I said, an, I could chalk it up a, to poor taste as an Asian male. You're a very good judge of this. Go ahead, Earl Fitzgerald. What the fuck? Earl Anderson. <laughs> but what the fuck? No, no. No, no. no. We're going no. by your maiden name, Mrs. Fitzgerald. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, it has nothing to do with me being an Asian or a white male. It's it's tact and taste. And like I said, at best, at best, this is poor taste. I mean... It, it was, like I said, a joke amongst him and his fucking teammates. Like you said, Rich, he wasn't making fun of the Asian culture as a whole and we should kill them all and all that. He wasn't doing any of that. But we've talked about this many, 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 many times on this podcast. This is the pussification of sports. This is the way of the world. This is, oh my God, did you see that gesture? Whereas, I mean, you, you turn around and Asian people put up their finger, their index finger and thumb and go, oh, look at the fucking round eye. You know, so, I mean, people can't handle that anymore. The way this world has become with the media and, and internet, everybody is special. Man, everybody has what, a spot. If, if I was working at a restaurant, like, let's just say, I don't know, a uniquely American restaurant. So, like, let's say, like, an Applebee's that just serves... 
the most bland Americanized version of food it could find. And an Asian, a group, a group of Asians walked in, sat down, and I was their waiter. And they took their fingers and spread their eyes wide, and were like, "We would like a cheeseburger and large coke." I'd probably laugh my ass off at it. I seriously would. I'd be like, "Oh shit, yeah, all right, you got us, all right." I mean, Eddie Murphy had a bit about it. He goes, "You think Asians go into?" American restaurants and fuck with them behind their back. You know, goof on them behind their back. I mean, even if they goof to my face, I'd probably laugh it off. Be like, oh, shit. All right. Fair enough. You know, I would like a cheeseburger and good credit, please. I mean, you know, it, I'd laugh. Okay. But here's my question. It's the World Series. You know the cameras are everywhere. Why are you doing this in the dugout? Why are you doing it where you can be seen? You, You're telling me... Let's let's be adults here. You're telling me that you get as diverse of a league as Major League Baseball, and there isn't going to be insensitive racial remarks made in the heat of the moment from one per- one person to another, and that that doesn't happen quite often, a lot more than Major League Baseball would like you to think it happens. It just doesn't get picked up by the mics or the cameras. I mean... It's the World Series. You're on the biggest stage stage anywhere for that game. On top of that, you have a pitcher who does come from another country on the mound. So you do have people from his home country watching. Dude, use your brain. It's not time to start busting out the fucking insensitive jokes about how someone looks because of their race or whatever the fuck. It's not exactly like he did a, a, a... highly intelligent Mensa member move anyways himself. Right, but dude, at the same time, he could have been talking about anybody. Really? He could have been talking about anybody. Really? You're playing that card? Really? I'm going to play that. Were you in the dugout? It's pretty odd. It it doesn't matter. He apologized to him. He admitted fault. So that that argument is dead. No, no, it's not dead. Because it's the exact same thing we've been talking about. And that I, I just got through saying, with the way this world has become, with the internet and everything, once somebody goes, ooh, you got to go, oh, fucking, really? All right, Actually, sorry. wait a minute. Hold on. This I did not know. Uh, prior to Man, uh, Man, Manfred's announcement, Uriel had apologized for the gesture as well as for using the wor- words chinito, a Spanish term. I, I probably butchered the pronunciation of that, but... A Spanish term that can be used as a slur against Asians. All right. That's a little different. I mean... Oh, come on. It's not different. What? If you used a slur, it, it, it doesn't change you, things for you? The, the whole situation, Chris, doesn't matter a damn to me. He is in his dugout with his players. All right. Talking, probably making fun of the pitcher. Whatever, like Rich just said, in the heat of the moment, in the heat, it's a fucking World Series, man. There, black jokes, white jokes, Asian jokes, everything jokes. His mom got caught on camera. Every fucking joke is in that dugout. In the dugout, between players and friends, okay, teammates, well, chilling, well, trying to. Well, the problem is, it's spilled out of the dugout. That's the thing. That's probably well, why everyone's so upset. Here's the comments from Darvish, and I'm going to take a guess. Uh, Maybe I'm being racially insensitive, 
But I'm going to take a guess that this was run through a translator of some sort because it reads like a direct translation. And some languages don't translate the exact same way. You'll get what I'm saying when I read it. It says, no one is perfect. That includes both you and I. What he had done today isn't right, but I believe that we should put our effort into learning rather than, than to accuse him. If we can take something from this, that is a giant step for mankind. Since we are living in such a wonderful world, let's stay positive and move forward instead of focusing on anger. I'm counting on everyone's big love. See right there, that tells me he wasn't offended. He has he has no care in the world what was said in that fucking dugout. The the fact that the camera caught him making an eye gesture means absolutely nothing to the man. But everybody around the world just saw it and all the fucking special fucking snowflakes. Ooh, look what he did. He's such a racist bastard. Man, fuck you. That was kind of a racist thing to do. Dude, it's not a racist thing to do. Well, first of all, you're both you you're wrong, Chris. It it can't be racist because only white people can be racist because we rule everything, and so only people in power can be racist. So, right there, Huffington Post is going to disagree with you. It was a culturally insensitive thing for him to do. Oh, right, bad taste I, at most. Obviously, if you can't pick up on my sarcasm, I can't lay it on much thicker, or else the toast is going to break in half but I, I mean i don't i don't fucking know man it just is it childish is it immature fuck yes it is i don't know i i don't know anyone that can disagree with that i mean i and i in a million years to play devil's advocate to be a contrarian just for the sake of it i can't think of a situation where he would have made that gesture coupled with a racial slur in his native tongue. So it's not like he said, like, maybe he doesn't have a good grasp of English and, like, he said something and he doesn't, it, it just it got lost in translation. No, he went back to his, to his native tongue and dropped their racial slur for a person of Asian descent along with that gesture. Now, I'm, I'm sitting here going, why would he do that? Like, when, he, when, when all I thought it was was the gesture, I was thinking... He could have simply been like, motherfucker, maybe motherfucker should have opened his eyes a little wider when he threw that ball, because that was straight down the middle of the plate. You know, something along those lines. But couple it with, with like I said, a, a slur. Now, I mean, once again, we can argue this, but I think we all know this, and so it, it really... Who do you think... I read you, you Darvish's statement. Now, who do you think got offended more? You Darvish... Or a bunch of fucking sensitive ass white people watching on TV for you, Darvish. Option B. The latter. Absolutely. You know, I mean, because it, and this is one of the things that that I've 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 seen people who get prof, you know, the professional, the professionally offended for others, on the behalf of others. I've seen them get fucked over by people from Japan, people from other cultures, you know, Asian cultures who they don't see outsiders coming to their country and, you know, wearing a kimono or learning their customs as uh, cultural appropriation. They see it as an honor to share their culture. So, you know, his okay. response, his response, let's put it this way. His response shocked me only because I'm so used to people with their fake outrage at a time. It, it, 
anytime anything like this happens. I, mean, I guess at this point, I got to ask you guys, how do you define racist and racism? Well, I think pretending it's innocuous is, we'll borrow a phrase from you here, Rich, is being intellectually dishonest. Pretending that it wasn't anything. Okay, but I'm asking you, Chris, how do you define racism and racism? Uh, well, hang on, it, hang on. Do, do I have to, A, go to Darvish and slant my eyes and talk to him and call him a chink? Is that racist? Or yes. if I'm sitting here, or if I'm sitting here talking to Rich on the phone, and I'm like, that fucking chink can't see sideways to throw that ball. Am, am I are. racist then? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, well, then, it's, it's, then it, by your definition, yes, this is racist. Who was it uh, when it was during the what was it the Larry Flint trial that said, you know, I know it when I see it. It's the same kind of thing here. I know it when I see it slash hear it. It's pretty obvious. I, I, I definitely the, say a, a slur is a defining trait. I think I think the 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 base definition of racism that all that, that you start at and then it becomes situational after that. But the base definition is when you think your race or another race is superior to another to, to another race based simply on the fact of the color of their skin or where they're from. Right. And he did none of that. Okay. He made a fucking uh, joke to a right. teammate. How about, how about this, Earl? Would you say it in front of them? Would you say it in front of them? If you wouldn't, then If it's we racist. were sitting at a bar, if we were sitting at a bar, and, and something happened where Darvish threw it straight down the plate, I would absolutely, at a bar, sit with a beer and be like, dude, seriously, with these slanted eyes... Man, you threw that right down the plate. You didn't even see that coming, did you? Dental floss and all. I'm telling you what, man. It was a fucking joke, bro. It was a joke with his friends. It was in poor taste to the public. To the public. But he didn't go to the public. Everybody else made it public. He was in a dugout uh, with his freaking friends making a joke. Really? Dude, you're, now you're going to argue that sitting in the dugout on national TV is a private situation? It's not That's about a private situation. Where you're heading there with that. No, I'm not. I'm telling you, it's the difference for me here, okay, is he wasn't in the batter's box. He didn't charge the mound to do it. He didn't come out of the dugout and make a big spectacle of it. He was sitting in the dugout with his teammates in a pressure situation such as the He knew he was going to be on national television. Okay, dude, point. so you think it's racist. I got it. I got it. <laughs> The, the man made a joke <coughs> to right, his so, teammates. That's all that was to me. So I looked Do, up. So, so, so now you're going to tell me, Chris, because of this joke that he made to his teammates, now you're going to tell me that this particular player hates all Asian people and he's racist right. against That's all of these Asian people? That's quite a jump you're making. How is that a jump I'm making? You're telling me that, that he made a racist comment and a racist maneuver that makes him a racist. Hold Either on. he's racist or he ain't, bro. Hold on. All right? Now, God damn it, I go through every goddamn day in my motherfucking life the last 10 years, and the minute one person does something another doesn't like, they slap the worst label they can on them. I'll be goddamn if I'm going to do a fucking podcast with you two and have this shit go on on this fucking show. All right? Now, you want to say he made a, racist, a racially insensitive gesture, remark, whatever? Fine. But to, but to, to, to throw racist 
as a blanket term on the guy, whether you're trying to make a point or you're trying to defend a point, doesn't I don't give a shit is bullshit until you have the facts of what the fuck the word actually means in his native language. Until you have the intent of what he was doing, which we don't know. All we have is without sound and someone's word it's someone's say so that he used the word chinito, which now, this is a definition that was written in 2011. So this is not a definition that is biased about what just happened and this word being brought into the consciousness of America. It says Spanish, literally meaning little Chinese boy, which or versus Chino, which excludes the Ito ending. Chinito, Chinita is commonly used towards Asians, primarily those of known or assumed Chinese descent and other non-Asian races and cultures who may have characteristics, especially physical, that are typically considered Asiatic. When Chinito is used as a slang term, the meaning can, can be a term of endearment or just general hyperbolic description. To add the ending, Ito or Ida is often used as an adjunctive to Spanish words to make them more informal and endearing, not necessarily or likely meant literally commenting on size in a derogatory way. Now, if you'd have just read that HuffPo article, it has sounded like he basically used a Spanish word meaning chink, and that is not what that word means. So now I'm pissed off that you have... Huffington Post, who a lot of people take as the fucking word of God, is out here spreading half-truths. Because at best, he called him a little boy out there on the mound, a little Chinese boy out there on the mound. And, I mean, at worst, that's what he did. And at best, it was an informal way of addressing him. So, first of all, fuck Huffington Post. I mean, seriously, I did three minutes worth of fucking research, and I did obviously more research than this fucking... Hillary Hansen cunt who wrote this fucking article. Yeah, bitch, you stupid fucking coos. I'm calling you out. Pull your head out of your fucking rotten ass crotch and do some fucking research before you put your fucking dick skinners to a fucking keyboard next time. God damn. Mm -hmm. Are you, this is the fucking world we live in. You have the world of knowledge at your fingertips and you can't do three minutes worth of fucking research on a word. And it, now we're going to label a man a racist. Did he make a racially insensitive gesture and comment? Yes. Does that mean he thinks he's better than every Asian walking the face of the earth? Does that mean he thinks that his race is genetically superior to them? See, According to Huffington Post, it does. And, and, and that was my whole thing. At, I'm at, sick of this. I'm at, sick of this shit from both sides. I'm sick of the, you trying to the you apologist trying to act like, oh, he didn't really say what he meant. He he didn't blah 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 blah. And I'm sick of the fucking people who the minute something said that they don't like. They throw the worst fucking condemnation they can on the person and try to ruin their career. Well, that's it. Their career is over with. They, they're never allowed to make a living again because they made a mistake. Well, I'm sorry. Let me dig through all you cocksucking motherfuckers social media, and I guarantee you I'll find something to hang your asses by your fucking heels up from the nearest tree. Man, Rich, you're probably, Rich is round up. <laughs> well, because when I, you know, this is my, my fucking fault for bringing the story up without doing... And yeah, so right there. Fuck me also. I should have done the fucking <laughs> three minutes of research. Nobody's safe. But, not even himself. But I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that he said this word. Because 
honestly, this is the first, this report has been amended, and it says at the bottom that this report has been amended since it was first published. So just, I'll take the hit and say I should have made sure I read the latest amended report before I sent it to you guys. But I swear the report I read at first didn't bring this up. It just brought the gesture up. But I also bookmarked this, what, two, three days ago? Yeah, it was it was published on the 28th, and it was updated within the last 24 hours. Oh, in the news cycle, that might as well be three months ago. But, I mean, I'm literally, Google, you know, put the word in. Chinito, definition comes up, gives it context. Context in the use of informal and formal. And they couldn't, they couldn't, they, they couldn't, post it definition they couldn't make that distinction see this is where intent matters and this is where people who want to pick a fucking ideological side don't understand because intent destroys their argument case in point i'm against burning the flag well guess what motherfucker me and three other guys burned a flag one time got a problem with it well if you don't know the context of what why we burned the flag it might sound like we were out there Dancing on the United States flag, listening to goddamn fucking Rage Against the Machine and our Che Guevara fucking t-shirts and just burning anything that had the colors red, white, and blue on it. And if you're inclined to think that's what I would do without knowing the intent, that would be your assumption. The truth was, I was in a Boy Scout troop and we were learning how to retire a flag properly. And when you retire a flag, you burn it. But if you don't know the intent... You're commenting without knowing the full story, which means you're making assumptions, which means you're a fucking retard and need to shut your cock holster. God damn, I'm tired of this shit. I can't read one fucking article, not even a sports article no more, without having to research what these fuckers who are making, I guarantee you, triple what I'm making, are to pound out like monkeys on typewriters is bullshit. I do more research than they do. Where's my motherfucking six-figure check? All right. Sorry, mail. On the subject. <laughs> <sighs> check is definitely in the mail. And not to be confused with the chink in the mail. Don't do not do that. <laughs> it's chicken the armor. Or whichever. You know. Yes. But, well, shit. Well, I mean, yeah, let's, let's just, okay, well, let's move on to whatever his intent, whatever. He got five games versus one World Series game. I mean, do you think that that, that he should have gotten a World Series game plus five games? Do you think he should have got just the five games? Do you think maybe he should have just got a fine? I think he should have just got fined, honestly. I don't think it's worth suspending somebody over. I think he should have got a stern talking to at best. Dude, there's cameras. Are you out of your mind? Go to the clubhouse and say some shit like that. I mean, I think, look, like I said, five games in in a 162-game season, you know, it, it might be a bit of an understatement to call it a drop in the bucket, but it's it's not it's not going to make or break that team. It's not like losing Ezekiel Elliott for six games of a 16-game season, you know. It, it, it's, just, it's just not, you know. But the fact that they didn't suspend him during the World Series – tells me that it's more important to get those ratings for the World Series than it is to make a point over this issue. And it leaves them it leaves Major League Baseball open for criticism down the road. Because just like the 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 Ray Rice thing has constantly came back to bite the NFL and Roger Goodell in the dick with this bullshit, 
And that's why Ezekiel Elliott is now paying for the sins of what other players and and the other fucking and, and the, not the other commissioner, but and the commissioner handled a, a, a different situation. He's now paying for those sins with an with a severe overcorrection. This is leaving the door open for this to happen again down the line in baseball. Because I'm gonna tell you what, you want to see the, the 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 oppression totem pole and where you fall on it. Uh, let homeboy have stuck his lips out against and that have been a black pitcher on the mound. That's what I was gonna say. What if it, you know? You know, he pulled his lips out and made a gesture of his lips being big or did the black fist in the air thing. Or Then what happens? I At that point, you'd have had a lot more people. Yeah, I think my man got a pass because he's brown. Shit. But I can't say that because I'm a white guy. I well, think this is, even if this is white on yellow crime, I think if that was a white guy, he'd be drummed out of the league. He'd he'd probably been suspended for the remainder of the World Series, and then fucking two years from now, be like, oh, hey, remember that guy? What happened to him? Oh, that's right. Well, I mean, I do know that there has been, you know, a handful of accusations in the NHL about players making comments about black players on the ice, you know, in, in, in reference to racial slurs or... You know, get your black ass off the ice or whatever the fuck. And I don't know if it's because the NHL falls under the radar for the most part or if it's because maybe, and I I, I highly doubt this, but just maybe most players in the NHL, most fans of the NHL, and most people in the NHL understand that if you've ever heard a mic'd up NHL game, the shit that is said is some of the the most, I mean, savage fucking trash talk back and forth. It's it's just because it's not the NFL. It's not basketball or baseball. I, I think it, it, it it's not in the public consciousness as much. I mean, I've clearly had, Earl, you remember those Probert fight tapes I had? Oh, yeah. And the, uh-huh. the one where they had the, 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 the fucking <laughs> dog pile behind <laughs> behind Tim Shovel Day and Bob Probert just straight beating the shit out of some guy and like the linesman pulls him off and as Probert's getting pulled off the guy's like you hit like a bitch and Probert's like that's not what your mother uh-huh. said when I was fucking her last night I mean just like clear as day <laughs> you heard it on TV and Mickey Redmond no one on the Red Wings uh, you know broadcast team apologized or drew attention to it they were just like and the boys are having a good old uh, Donnybrook in the corner over here. You know, I mean, it's it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's part of it's it's so much part of the game that they understand that to where it's like, look, did, did, did the guy really fuck his mother the other night and beat the shit out of her while I was doing it? No, you know, but let the wrong person hear it these days. And then you got every fucking half-ass news agent, agency in the world reporting on it, doing absolutely no research into the culture of the of the game or nothing. In fact, the only time the word culture is going to come up, I'm surprised toxic masculinity didn't come up in this article somehow. But, you know, I I did. There's a little option to click on 280 comments. I didn't because my blood pressure is actually normal when I went to the doctor the other day. I don't want to get it back up there. So I'm staying out of comment sections for the time being. Hey, Rich, didn't we go through this with the NFL? Somebody using the N-word or something on the field? A black guy to another black guy. 
Right. And, and we the NFL said thing. we're going to give you 15 yards if you say the word nigger on the field. To, to, to everybody. To, and <laughs> Look, if you've listened to enough of our episodes, you know how I feel. When we're having a fucking adult conversation about words, I don't... I, 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 I fucking resent you and I will spit in your fucking face if you get in my face and tell me I ins- and insist I have to talk like a fucking two-year-old child when we're talking about this shit. No one's calling nobody a nigger. No one's fucking directing it towards anybody. I refuse to be a fucking told I have to talk to have to talk like I'm a fucking infant for the comfort of rich little white boys and girls who, oh my God, I can't hear that word unless a rapper says it. Okay, but when you have NFL <laughs> players on the fucking field and they're black and they're using it towards another black person, please, I will sit back and strap in. Explain to me how that's racist. The term in and of itself is racist, Rich. That's the thing. That's what this whole article is about. Doing the slanted eyes is perceived as being racist. If you're it, stupid. It, it wouldn't matter if were, another and, Chinese and, man did it in the dugout. It's if you're pers- the notion. The action if of is racist. and refuse to deal with the reality of intent, yes. But if that's the case, then you're stupid. And you know what I do with stupid people's opinion? I flush it down the toilet with my morning glory I take every day. I don't give a fuck. You're stupid and so is your opinion. It's shit. I, I'm, I'm on that bus. I, I really am. Whatever happened, and I said it when we talked about the black-to-black uh, N-word. Whatever happened to sticks and stones? You know what I mean? Sticks, sticks and stones will break your bones, names will never hurt you. But but words will trigger me forever. That, I mean, that's really what it's turned into. Uh, D.L. Hewley on the original Kings of Comedy restated it and said, you know, sticks and stones, man, they, let them say what they want, but don't let them put their hands on you. You know, I, I, I we are way past that. Punching somebody out, I mean, you don't even have to do that anymore. You could call them names and hurt them way worse than you ever could touching them. I just find that so funny and extremely sad all at the same time. I just think it's the the glaring, or not the glaring, but the 500-pound the elephant in the room on this story is the fact that you, Darvish himself, shrugged it off. And the person that this gesture was, and I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll give it to the people reporting this shit. I'll say it was directed directly at him. Let's say that he looked right at Darvish on the mound and did it and was like, that's you. Let's say he did that. For the fact that Darvish goes, I don't give a fuck. Okay, well, if he's not offended, what are you offended about? That's what I'm saying, man. Sticks to stones and people are like, no. Not, and like you said, no, I can't hear that word. You know, that's, that's the world we live in now. It, the whole joke that you, Rich, you and me and everybody else, you know, the sperm, brip, and road horror come guzzling gutter slut if you say that to a woman now or, or in a woman's presence dude it, you beat the shit out of her for an hour that's how much she's whimpering and crying and sitting in the corner do you know i use the word cunt more to describe men than i do women i use it in the sense that the british people use it you know why because there's a bunch of bitch ass cunt men these days that's the fuck why. Bunch of punk-ass, bitch-made, cake-eating, friend-of-Dorothy motherfuckers these days. They're soft. Go wear your skinny jeans and get your fucking emotional support animal and your color and, your hair bun. and go to your fucking safe space, bitch. Real men are talking. Sorry. I, I, that, 
I just that shit don't phase me no more. It, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I, I, I oh, oh, that that's a hateful word towards women. Oh, and if a guy tells me that, I'll go. You know what? You might be right, but you're a bigger cunt than any woman I've met so far. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I that that's all I got, Rich. I, I can't do it anymore. There's no place for people like you and me. There isn't. No place in this world is safe. We can't go out anywhere. Sometimes you can't even sit. I can't, period. I cannot sit in my own house and say shit. You know, the best example of how we've all been forced to think the way people want us, certain people want us to think is that I recently rewatched all of Ken Burns' baseball documentary. And I watched that for the first time in about 15 years. From beginning to end. And when I first watched it, when they when they switched to talk about the separation of black and white players in the first, what, almost 70 years of baseball. And how, you know, you had Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson and, and, and you know, all, all these guys were in one league. And then, you know, the, the Major League Baseball players owner had the quote-unquote gentleman's agreement not to sign black players. But they would let their players barnstorm against each other in the off in the off season. And et cetera, et cetera. You know, I didn't sit there thinking, wow, this is some like left wing, shove it down my throat. I need to feel guilty about it. You know, white guilt trip. This is just facts being presented. And then I watched it 15 years later and, you know, it was online. It's on YouTube. So, you know, I didn't post it. I'm not watching it. I didn't post it. So don't come after me for copyright infringement. But, you know, you watch something that's like 24 hours long, and eventually you're going to, on YouTube, you're going to wander down into the fucking comment section. And it was just, it was riddled with people who, well, this is left-wing propaganda. This is, this is this, this is this, this is this. And it's just like, how come we weren't saying this 15 years ago? For the exact same documentary, nothing taken out of it. By the way, any reference to the word nigger in that documentary was not bleeped in 2002 or in 2017 on youtube and in 2002 it was on pbs when i watched it all right so i mean they kept it rough rugged and raw for everybody they didn't pretty it up for no one's feelings but but so many people who watched it felt the need to hop in the comment section and start pointing fingers well this is this is blah 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 this is them trying to make me feel guilty for being white and this is bullshit this is trying to push some black agenda and no 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 this is this is you feeling guilty white because you are guilty because you got white privilege and this is horrible and blah blah blah. and it's just like where the fuck was all this 15 years ago guys well wrench i i i want to so bad point to the government and say it's their fault because the 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 best thing that the government does is make the american people fight amongst themselves because once they do that they they stay away from washington and, and they get richer but i i honestly think this is just the way our society has turned it started back in the mid 90s when people started saying oh we got to save the children we got to protect the kids you know all these beatings all these you know molestations all of these things we got to save the children and that just carried on into the 2000s and has pushed that whole agenda. Now it's, we got to save the children. We can't talk bad to each other. I matter, you know. I was talking to somebody the other day. It was a black guy. And we were talking about the, the gay and lesbianism and all this. 
And he said, hey, it's just their time, you know? The black people had their time with their movement. This is the gay movement. And I used Rich's uh, uh, statement of, no, you can't. Because the, the gays and the lesbians keep moving the fucking bar. Okay? Blacks were like, look, I'm black. I'm a person. You're going to like me. You're going to you know, like me or hate me. I'm a person. You're going to treat me as such. Okay? They didn't move the bar. They didn't say, well, I, I'm not black, but I, I'm brown, so... I'm a, I'm a person. Well, I'm not brown, but I'm chocolate. So wow. you're, no, it's, it's amazing how you got that out of what I said. I didn't say gays and lesbians were doing it. Hang, hang no. on. Wait. No, no, hold on. Wait, 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 I'm wait, not wait. hanging. No, I'm not hanging Let on. Let me finish my point. Quote me. I'm not misquoting you. Hang on a minute. Black people said, "Look, I'm black. Period. End of fucking file. I'm a person, and that's it. Okay. Gays and lesbians keep moving the fucking bar." Okay, it was, hey, we're gay, we love each other, it's accepted. Finally, people wised up, and rightly so. You're right, you're gays, we accept you, absolutely. Well, yeah, but but now I'm transgendered, and you're going to accept that. Uh, okay, we're going to accept that. And then they keep moving the fucking bar. Well, I'm pangendered. What What the fuck is pangendered? You put your gender in a pan? What the fuck? Okay, we'll accept pangendered. Well, I'm, I'm a man trapped in a woman's body, and I'm going to use the woman's restroom. Wait, what? No, they kept moving the fucking bar. Every time we said, okay, we'll accept that, they keep moving the fucking bar. That's it's just not, the way the society is formed. That's not, the, that's not the lion's share of gay and lesbians who are doing that. That is these bullshit fucking people who it's cool to be fucking different, who go to Tumblr and pick one of the 56 genders that's made up on Tumblr to call themselves and turn it into cause du jour of the week. It has nothing to do with gay people. God damn it. My fucking roommate who'll be moving in in like a month and a half is gay. One of my closest friends. I work with the man. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. These people ain't even, these aren't gay people. These aren't lesbians. These aren't even trans people. These are fucking uh, solidly middle class white people who want to get on the oppression bus but have no fucking, they have no ticket. So they go behind the fucking bus stop real quick, take a crayon and a piece of paper and draw up some bullshit on it and go, oh, here's my oppression ticket. Can I get on the bus? They're the ones that keep fucking pushing for this shit. I never said gay people keep fucking pushing for this shit because... No, your statement of moving the bar, that's your statement. You Like, I move the goalpost. You always tell me I move the goalpost. You accept my point, but then I move it. No, I... <sighs> Play right. devil's what advocate it? to your statement there, Iceman. You could argue black people kept moving the bar with colored, and then it was Negro, and then you can't see, and then you got to be black, and then it was African American, and now it's back to black. And I mean, it's now it's people of color. Now yeah. it's white. <laughs> now it's now it's white Hispanic and pass white passing. And then I've heard recently uh, black people of color, brown people of color. I still don't know where the word Caucasian came from. Honestly, I don't. The Caucasus Mountains in Europe. I'm fucking white. Caucasian, I don't get it. Well, my point is, is that the exact same documentary, not retouched, not recut, not edited, not censored, nothing. If I, I couldn't have been the only person that watched it 15 years after originally watching it and go, what the fuck? Why, why is all of a sudden... 
my mind automatically go to, to this shit. Oh, well, maybe it's because it's been beat into our fucking heads to do so, so much in the last 15 years, to where we can't just fucking enjoy anything anymore. It has trickled down to the most trivial of time wasters in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, which is sports, to where no fucking sin goes without being overblown and punished. No matter how slight, no matter how grievous, it doesn't matter. It's the same punishment. And we're getting to the point where accusations are as good as a conviction. That's a very scary place to be. And yeah, this isn't the right podcast, but it's bleeding over into sports, and it's almost impossible to talk about certain sports stories without bringing that up. Case in point, the Ezekiel Elliott shit. All right, I know we usually save football to the end, but I feel like this dovetails nicely uh, from this story into the Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott story. It, once again, they upheld his six games. Uh, judge upheld his six game suspension. It's to be started to be served immediately, which means what? At week nine through fifteen, he's got to sit. But I also saw today that the the, NA, the NFLPA is going to appeal it again. Right, so they, the f- they suspended the decision so they could form an appeal. Okay, so the only way I... So they must be going to a higher court, appealing to a higher court every time. I mean, because that's usually how appeals work. You appeal the court that made the decision. They either accept the appeal or deny it. You appeal to a higher court. They make a decision. You And if you don't like that decision, you appeal to a higher court. And eventually that's how you work your way up to... You're appealing to the Supreme Court. I'm no lawyer, but I think that's how that works. So if it's going to, if he's going to play, he, they're going to have to appeal to another higher court. That court's going to have to suspend his suspension until they rule on it, which means they're rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. Which means they could end up in week 15, and with them going, he's got to serve the six-game suspension, which would put him out for the rest of the regular season in any playoff games. And depending on how deep of a playoff run, first games of the regular season next year. I mean, but that that isn't, this is just, that is the symptom of the disease. Guys, he wasn't convicted in a court of law. Yeah. He, he wasn't well, even fucking charged and arraigned in a court of law. He never, get, he never even had to stand up and say guilty, not guilty, plead no contest, nothing. Unless I got my facts wrong. It never went past the investigation stage. Mm-hmm. But and, the loophole he, that Goodell keeps, you know, pounding on is it's a violation of the NFL's conduct policy. Which I, I, I mean, I guess I get, but I don't know, man. It, so once again, we're back to an accusation is just as good as a conviction. If you're Roger Goodell, yeah. Now. This is a the NA, the 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 NFL is a multi multi billion dollar company corporation. If they can start to do this, how long till it starts trickling down to other fucking places in in day to day life? I mean, it, it, oh, it, this it's, should this should scare the shit out of anybody. I, I could give you several examples of the company that I work for has done things like that, but I can't because I like to work for them. So, but no, it's, it's, no, it's, <coughs> at, at this point, the, with the current social climate we're in, just any wind of any impropriety, psh, nope, 
We're done. Cut ties with you. See ya. So we are letting the private sector bypass our own laws of due process. This is the issue in my book, right? The issue when it was under investigation was whether he committed this this act or not. When he wasn't charged, that stopped being the issue. So now the issue, which Roger Goodell has forced, is, oh, it's the league conduct policy. So the league's level of proof for misconduct isn't the same as the legal level of proof required? Apparently not. And I just wonder, too, how much of this is overcorrection for him punching the DJ because the guy dropped the right. charges. Goodell couldn't do anything. Well, I've, I've read more than a few articles that alluded to that, but they, they say that that was just the icing on the cake. This is due to the overcorrection from the Ray Rice incident. This is, this is Goodell trying to, because a woman came out and said, he assaulted me. This is Goodell trying to protect the shield at all costs and prove that no player is greater than the shield. Which, let's Dude. be honest, if you play for the NFL, I don't give a fuck if your name's Tom Brady. You start taking money out of the owner's pockets. I don't care how great of a player you are. You'll find out how quick you're replaceable. Yeah. Believe that. If I were Zeke's lawyer, I would just have a two-word defense. Every time I go in front of any judge, it would be Greg Hardy. Yeah, but Mr. Elliott, Greg Hardy. Yeah, but Greg Hardy, you let him play the next season. That motherfucker didn't even get suspended. So, yeah. You're going to suspend Zeke over some shit that law enforcement cleared him of? Okie dokie. Well, well, that I goes mean, for you, Raj. And I, I like how the olders are holding this contract extension hostage. I know it's not over this, but I do like that. Well, Who's I it, mean, it, 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 it's it, over it, Kaepernick, isn't it? I, See, I, I think his contract being held because of everything, though. Kaepernick, you know Zeke, Rice, uh, the kicker, and... and uh, New York, I mean, everything, Greg Hardy. You know, guys, at this point, you know, five years ago, fuck it, three years ago when we started Unregimented, when I first joined this this podcast and network, I'd have probably scoffed at the idea that, that one issue like that is affecting another. But at this point, there are, it's, it, it, this isn't even conspiracy theory. This is just a fact. There is a contingent of people who want to mix all the issues up to the point where they're all interconnected. They even have, they even have a word for it. Intersectional whatever, okay? Which means every single thing affects every single thing else. Nothing stands on its own. And this is the way that these people, who are very loud who are very used to getting their way. And amazingly, when they throw temper tantrums and they don't get their way, that scares grown people who handle millions, if not billions of dollars every day, make life or death decisions into acquiescing to their demands, which blows my mind. I mean, as much as I shit on all these fucking soft, skinny jean wearing pieces of shits who cry over every little fucking thing, who's really more the pussy? Them or the people who fucking fold like, you know, a wet piece of paper the minute they start fucking their autistic screeching. I mean, because why Roger Goodell just don't go, fuck you. I don't have any legal thing. I don't have a legal leg to stand on to suspend him. This is not the Ray Rice incident. We don't have footage of him doing it. We don't have proof that he did it, period. So fuck off. Why he didn't do that blows my mind. I just wonder, like, oh, Rich, when we went to radio school together 
weren't we taught to like ignore the people on the request lines because that is such a minute uh, percentage of the listener base that calls in to request songs. Like how when 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 did this shift for everything else? Yeah, you know, you're in, fa- in fact, I'll, I'll I'll give you the 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 quote that I remember from uh, one of our instructors, which was, "Unless they're calling up to request a song that's already in rotation, that's when you hit record, you record them, and you act like you're playing a request." So it garners you, hey, they actually listen to their listeners, and mm-hmm. then I then of course me being me, I had to raise my hand and be like, "Well, how come they've played like an obscure song that I've called in and asked for them to play?" And he went, what time was it? Was it was it during drive time? Was it during the high the, the you know the 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 high money advertising times? Or was it during the you know a day part? And I was like, Yeah, yeah it's like one in the morning. He goes, Exactly. That's why they took your request. Mm-hmm. But I just I guess the whole point of it was just in general, like feedback is generally by a small, tiny group of people. We've gone from ignoring them to letting them call all the shots. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, with everything. Instead of, instead of putting it in perspective of this is literally a single-digit percentage point of our audience who feels this way. So, yeah, we'll give you, we'll listen to you, but we're going to listen to you on our terms. Instead, they go, well, no, no, let's give them the biggest stage possible and let them speak. And here's the thing. All it takes is one person to speak with passion. And the, and the, and the, and the masses who are idiots are easily swayed. If you, don't, if you doubt what I'm saying, look at history. Look at people like Jim Jones. Look at people like Elijah Muhammad. Look at people like you know, Louis Farrakhan. Charles Manson, L. Ron Hubbard, David Miscavige. Look at all you got to do is convince people that and, and and speak with passion and a little bit of fire, and the easily swayed idiots will just be eating, just licking putty out your hand, ready to do your bidding. Look at our last three presidential elections. Three. Shit. Look at fucking every president since Carter. Yeah, so look at every president that I've been alive. It's all been cult of personality. You know, and I think I, I, I think that's what a lot of this is coming down to is that these people have that the the, the small percentage have decided that this is their cause du jour. This is to use an uh, now overused uh, saying. This is the hill they've chosen to die on, and they're going to take that hill, come hell or high water. And they don't care, and there's they got the blinders on, and they're just charging straight up the hill. It does not matter one bit. Once they make their mind up, it's set in stone. It cannot be changed. And for whatever and, reason, right now, I mean, we can speculate till the cows come home, but we'll never truly know until Goodell comes out and says why he's so hell-bent on having... Ezekiel Elliott sit six games. The point is, he is hell bent on it, and so is the N- the NFL to the point where they will go to court over it repeatedly. I mean, they are yeah. the equivalent of the landlord who takes you to court over thirty dollars, but and drags I do, it out for years and years. I admire Zeke, man. He's fighting it every step of the way. At no point has he just rolled over and went, "Well, I'm suspended." He's appealed it every fucking time. He said, "No, fuck you." 
Yeah, but I, I give that little water, though, Chris, because is he doing it because he's not guilty or is he doing it because he thinks he's going to be able to play? And everybody's like, just keep appealing it. They'll drop it eventually and you'll just win and you'll play. Really? I mean, I, I give it a little a water. Multi, a, a, a multi-billion dollar corporation with unlimited resources is going to drop a case against one millionaire? That doesn't hold water. If anything, it's yeah, going well, the I mean, other way around. Win. See, I can see it going the other way around. Well, they'll just keep taking him to court and try to bleed him to death because they got the money to do so. They got more money than Zeke. Yeah, but Zeke isn't paying for the for this, is he? It's the NFLPA, right? It's part of his union dues. But the NFL has more money than the NFLPA. I guarantee you that. It will go the oh, other way around. In a heartbeat, they have more money, dude. Oh, absolutely, but I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about eventually something has to give. You're saying they're going to give up? Fuck no. They got unlimited resources and unlimited money. If, if anything, they'll wait for Z. They'll after his 25th appeal. They'll they'll just keep doing it till he just goes. All right, fuck it, man. I'll just sit six games. I see it going the other way. This is this is why you have. So many divorces where one party knows that no matter what, the other party is going to have to pay their legal fees. That party who has carte blanche to spend the other party's money on their legal fees will keep that shit in court until the fucking cows come home. Because they know, fuck it, in the end, it's not coming out of their pocket. It doesn't fucking matter. The NFL's got so much money, they don't know what the fuck to do with it half the time. And if they've decided that they're trying to make a point because they... Let's just, I mean, let's go back for a second to when, you know, a couple weeks ago, we talked about that article that made the claim that 50% of NFL viewership is women. And I laughed so damn hard, I damn near burst one of my fucking nuts. Because that's just horse shit. That is just not a fact. That is, that is subjectively wrong, all right? But let's just say it, let's just, for shits and grins... Let's say it is. Then the NFL has decided to appease 50% of their fan base. They're going to make him sit six games. He has a finite amount of one time, two money, and three opportunity to fight it. Because at a certain point, he can't appeal to any higher court. The NFL has base. When you look at Ezekiel Elliott and the NFL PA has infinite amounts of money has all the time in the world, and can drag this out to the highest court in the land. And they don't give a shit. They'll do it. Because they've dug their heels in and they've decided, this is what we want. And this is also part of where we're at in the society. Once you make a decision, once you make a declaration based on that decision, you do not reverse yourself. If someone pushes back against you, it doesn't matter if they push back out of, out of anger, fear, hatred, or if they push back out of righteousness because they have facts and the figures on their side. You dig your heels in deeper and you double down. Because reality is perception these days. As asinine as that is, reality is perception. Period. And I here if I'm Zeke, fuck it. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to go to the highest court I can take it to and win it there. Yeah, I will exhaust my appeals because fuck you. I didn't get arrested. For anything, they get charged for anything. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, you have you have players on the fucking field choking quarterbacks, 
stomping on people's fucking body parts. And we have video proof that their side of the story is bullshit and they won't reverse themselves. That's how stupid we are as a society at this point. Well, this happened. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. And we have 20 camera angles to prove to you it didn't. Doesn't matter. It's the shaggy defense. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Those other kids. Wasn't me. Wasn't do shit. <laughs> but he's wearing a jersey that has your name on it. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. But he held up your social security card versus <laughs> yeah. why and he your did ID. Yeah. Wasn't me. I don't tell you. Wasn't me. Mm. It's crazy. That's the reality. That's the reality of the culture we're in right now, of our nation. And it's bled over into sports. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And, and, and yeah, I guess this is my chicken little moment. It ain't going to get better, guys. It's just not. Shit like this very, 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 very rarely reverses itself. Once you go this far down the rabbit hole, you don't even see the light that you left behind. You're just fucking going deeper and deeper. The only way to get out of it is to dig yourself straight through to the other side. But that's not what that's not what these people want. That's not what Goodell wants. Goodell wants to set up an unquestioning, questioning, impenetrable dictatorship where he is the spokesperson of that dictatorship, which in turn is the NFL. He is the arbiter of all. And... He's going to get away with it because he has the owners on his side. And, yeah, the owners love the players when they bring the championships. But ultimately, if the owners could go back to the pre-free agent days to where they literally owned the players unless they sold their contract or traded them, and that was all there is to it, the owners would do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And believe me, you would we would watch players' salaries plummet while they're Profits skyrocketed. And this is just this is just another example of we we want to show you you don't run this fucking organization. We do. So what do you do at this point, man? All you do is you fight the good fight. You go down swinging, which is what which is what Zeke is doing, you know. And here's the bitch of it. None of us really know for a fact if he did assault that woman. I mean, I tend to I tend to go on what what evidence do you have? And if they don't even have enough evidence to drag him in front of a grand jury and try to indict him, then that's that speaks to a very serious lack of evidence. So I'm going to go with that. You know, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, there probably isn't enough smoke for there to be fire. So, yeah. I mean, Goodell's standing over it, though, with a, a magazine, and he's blowing on it. <laughs> so he's fanning that flame. Like, Come waving, on, man. Just waving it. Yeah, come on, man. Let me see one spark. That's all I need. I, I, you know, it, whatever. It, I think we all know in the end, Zeke's sitting for six games or some number of games. E- even if even if it gets reduced at this point, two one game is too many in my opinion. They have nothing on him. This is just pure. We made a decision. How dare he buck us? We're going to teach him a lesson. Do you think Z Zeke? Well, I guess it'll depend on his career, how his career is going. But do you think Zeke becomes a crusader? Sues him back? Well, say, this is bullshit. Mm. Man, if he know. does, if he does, I think he's he's playing he's playing real fast and loose with his career because I think the next, if he does that, 
he's that's to me that's on par with Colin Kaepernick suing the the league for collusion. Yeah, but Zeke's at least got a case. He didn't I do know, anything. I know, but at that point, all it takes is the owners having a closed door meeting, going, "Okay, so we're done with him, right?" I mean, he has he has an owner who who. One is the highest profile owner in the NFL, you know, and two has been known to go, I don't give a fuck what the NFL wants. I'm going to do what I want. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's no Al Davis when it comes to that, but he's as close to Al Davis as, as the NFL has right now. So that might be the one thing going for him. But if he ever gets cut by the, by the Cowboys and he does sue the NFL, I doubt he'll ever get another job. Hi, Colin Kaepernick. How are you? That's what I'm saying, man. Because it, it, I've told you guys, yeah. man. I bet you Cap ends up in a Niners uniform. There's a, there's a place for him now, too. But you ends up back where he left. Yeah. Yeah, but if he ends up back there, that means that San Francisco not only is suffering a winless season so far. And didn't they just trade for Garoppolo? Yep. Yep. And got so, and cut Hoyer. So if Garoppolo goes out there and stumbles... And caps the backup. Now they got a fucking uh, uh, quarterback controversy on their hands. And to make matters worse, you know, all the bullshit and, and unwanted attention that comes with Kaepernick. The only way I could see it working for him is if they continue to lose, it might take the heat off of them for, you know, having a winless season. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. You know, they'll be so worried about, you know, how's it feel to be back in the NFL? Are you going to, you know, are you going to kneel? I mean, I'm, oh, my God. Can you imagine that locker room and the press conferences before his announced first start or fir- first game back on the team? Like, leading up to that? be the first time the Huffington Post reporter's ever been in a sports locker room. I mean, it just, it, it'd be a clusterfuck. NPR all of a sudden starts a sports department. Yeah, no shit, right? Like, at that point, I just turn off the fucking... I just go, I'm, fuck it. I'm done with sports that week. I just can't. Because you ain't going to hear any other sports stories. Derek Jeter, A-Rod, and Big Poppy could all die that same week, and those would be fucking footnotes on in, in the news. That's just, that's just what I'm saying. It'd be like, oh, yeah, so a bunch of shit with Colin Kaepernick for f- 58 minutes on SportsCenter. And in the last two minutes, Derek Jeter... Uh, A-Rod and Big Poppy died. Yep, we're sad about that. All right, top of the hour, more Kaepernick news. Donald Trump would have to butt-fuck an immigrant for it to not be all about Cap that week. He'd have to do it live Sunday morning on the White House lawn for that to not be the lead story. I get you. Well, I know before we we move on to the rest of the... uh, Football news and shit that uh, Iceman, you wanted to bring up uh, some of the goings on in the in the uh, NBA. Yeah, it just it's it's uh, it's an almost an ice moment. It's almost I called it everywhere moment. It uh, the trades seem to be have working so far. Yes, it's the beginning of the season, Chris. I'm well aware, but it's already taking. And would you call Golden State playing like shit? The trade's working? Okay, it's not just Golden State, number one. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's, uh, you know, you, you see it with the, the difference in uh, many different scores across the league. 
uh, you know, team that should be winning aren't. Teams you were like, oh, I know how this story plays out. Well, it has an alternate ending now. Uh, just a spiff of an example with uh, the 76ers winning over Houston Rockets. You're like, wait, what? How'd that happen? Um, it just, and that goes out throughout the league. There's different teams that are beating other teams that it just, they didn't stand a chance last season. If it continues to roll this way, it's definitely worth watching the NBA season again. Because for the past three years, we all just sat back and was like, can we please get to the final so we can see if LeBron wins against the Warriors or not? And, I mean, all of that has stopped. It's no longer just, okay, let's get to the finals so we can see that matchup again. It's like, well, are they going to make it to the finals? A lot of people think that OKC has a very good chance of stopping the Warriors. I personally don't, but a lot of people do. And, you know, the East is shaking up a, a lot. So, you know, Cleveland's domination isn't assured this year. Iceman, can, it, there's seven uh, games have been played. Seven. Everybody uh, is seven games. The Pistons uh, are in first. That's all I'm saying. Right. Seven games. Yeah. Seven games. I know. It's the beginning of the season. I, I, I stated that. <laughs> now look up and see how many the Warriors have lost. Yeah, three. They're five and three. Yeah, they're five and three. This is a team they're that still over the first past in their two division. seasons have lost nineteen games. They're still in first in their division. Out of a hundred sixty-four games, they're still they in lost, first. They've lost nineteen games in two seasons, Chris. They're still in first place. I don't when care about last. first place. You're, you're talking you're apples and oranges here. I don't care where they're ranked, Chris. In the past, kind of what matters at the end of the season, Chris. At the past two seasons, they've lost a total of nineteen games. Mm -hmm. Okay, they have already lost three. Mm -hmm. They're still in first place. You're missing my point, boss. Okay, are they going to be in first place? Yes. Are they probably going to the playoffs? Probably. Maybe make the finals. Maybe. Okay. All of that I'll give to you. Now, what I'm telling you is you can actually watch the NBA season because it's not assured victory for anybody anymore, including an up to Golden State, who has already lost three. But still in first place. Like, I don't, I guess. It, okay, there's seven the matter, games in, man. There's seven Chris, games in. Chris, the matter of where they're going to be ranked isn't my point, boss. The fact that I can actually watch a game and not know the outcome. That's the, that's, what I'm telling you. I mean, okay. in the East, at, Boston's at the in first. End, at the end of the season, are they going to be first? Probably. And yay for them. But during the season, I can actually watch a game and not go, oh, I know, like I said, I know how this story ends. No, I don't. Well, yeah, first seven games, sure. And if it keeps rolling the way it started, we are going to have a good season. You can actually watch the season you don't just have to wait okay well we'll agree to disagree because it looks like it's looks like it's going to be more of the same quite honestly I mean, well, what, okay. the north the northwest you have four five teams tied for first i mean again again too i mean that's going to default to seven games in earl i think golden state has played the most they've played eight and my point I, I will still stick first? with that point with Golden State. Golden State has lost a total of how many games the past two seasons? Out of 164. 
They lost seven one year and ten the next. So they lost seventeen games, and they've already this year in the past eight games they played lost three. Wait, because they, 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 they've been playing like shit. It hasn't been like they've run into it's. If you've been following them, it's until the last. I mean, maybe four or five days. They've been playing like shit. They've not got off to the greatest start. Okay, well, isn't you can chalk bigger, it up to how they play. I'm going to chalk it up to the trades. Isn't the bigger question as far as Golden State start? Did anyone really expect them to keep winning at the clip they were winning the last two seasons? No, not realistically. No, mean, one, no one, no one expected. Aaron Judge to hit 400 the whole season, and he didn't. I mean, even if they fall off and come back down to earth and aren't a historic, you know, put up a historically, um, a, a historical amount of wins, the aberration would be if they did that one, two, three, four, five seasons in a row. Not that they did it for two seasons and are now coming back down to earth because people were waiting for them to come back down to earth since the beginning of last season. So if it, that's what's happening, I mean, that's the natural order of things. The what, the 97 Bulls, they didn't <laughs> they didn't have the next season wasn't that many wins. I mean, it, 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 it built to that point, and that was their peak. And, I mean, yeah, they can keep adding, you know, Golden State can keep adding players and making trades and try to get back to that. Which, if I'm a fan of Golden State, is what the fuck I want, right? Isn't that the point? You want a team to get to the top and stay relevant? You understand your team's not going to win it every year. But, goddammit, you want them to be relevant every year. Right. You want- but it's moreover, I want to be able to watch a basketball game and not go, okay, I know how this is going to end. Every fucking night, I, I want to see competition. I want to see three, you know, four members of a team give a good run. By halftime, I, I I know the outcome of the game, and I'm turning and finding something else to watch. So yes, Golden yeah. State's probably going to be rated number one and all that good shit and, and relevant. Yeah, but moreover, I can watch the NBA season again. I don't just have to wait. I guess too, you're talking like it's some epidemic problem. I mean, it's maybe well, ever since season? three years ago, it really has been. Ever since three years ago, when the Warriors won it. It has been an epidemic problem. For the last eight years, LeBron James has been in the frickin' or eight of the last nine or whatever, he's been in the finals. So it's always been, who's going to face LeBron? And then for the past three years, it's been, okay, here we go, LeBron and the Golden State Warriors. Who's going to win? Now it's, well, hey, we actually get to watch a couple of season games and enjoy it. So by that rationale, should the Patriots trade away a couple of people so that the games are competitive i mean it, it sounds like you're 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 mad at good general managers like these teams are assembled like i, I guess i guess i don't get why you're pissed i mean it goes on in football you got no problem with it hello uh i have my own technical difficulty can you hear me yeah now we can, can. now okay do you hear anything i just said no <laughs> a damn dog Knocked out the plug. Ah, uh, I just said like I don't get what it seems like. Your rub here is like with good general managers. Like these teams are made, and it it like it goes on in football. You have no problem with it. Like you pretty much know the outcome of most Patriots games. You don't seem to have a problem with it there. Like it's if anything, you should be bagging on the general managers rather than the teams in the league. 
No, like, no, no. It, I'm not bagging on anybody. I'm not bagging on anybody. I just for ever since three years ago, when the Warriors came up and and became the power they are, mm-hmm. it it just has started being okay. Here we go. Golden State and and Cleveland. Who's gonna win? Well, that's it. You don't have a problem with it in football. It's been with that like that's with New England since 2005. It's been who's going to stop New England. It's not New England and... Are we going to sit here and parse words now? or I I guess I get your point, but I mean, dude, you have to... Th- no one was thinking... Okay. No one was thinking at the, at the beginning of New England's third year into the Tom Brady era, no one was thinking who's going to stop New England. No one was thinking... Oh my God! New England is 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 going to be a powerhouse for over a decade. They were just going, oh fuck! Maybe this Brady kid is for real. In fact, I still knew a lot of people who shit all over New England because they said, "Yeah, you won that Super Bowl in 2002 on a last minute fucking field goal, and you didn't even go to the Super Bowl in your in your second year with Brady at the helm." So I mean, I I, I get your point. But I, I don't know. I you want to see good games. I understand that. But at the same time, maybe we need in sports good guys and bad guys, and maybe we need it to be like wrestling, to where a guy can go from a fucking you know a face to a heel real quick, or vice versa. I mean, who the fuck knows, man? For I mean, I think for, I, I think it's safe to say now since the the decision, LeBron James has played the bad guy in the in the NBA. I mean. Unless you're a LeBron fan, you pretty much are like, oh, fuck that guy. And Golden State, pretty much none of their players have taken a huge misstep yet. At least well, you got Green. Or- Green's a misstep. Huge. Is he? Look at his results. I'm talking about in the court of public opinion as far as, you know, doing something as, as, as overblown and ego-driven and narcissistic as the decision. That's what I'm talking about. That no, that uh-uh. that soured so many people on LeBron. If he'd have never done that, and he'd have just went to fucking South Beach and had a press conference and didn't try to make it like a WWF fucking show, or excuse me, WWE show, and come come out not one, not two, not three, not four, and all that bullshit. People in Cleveland would have been salty, but for the most part, I think most most other NBA fans wouldn't have cared. Yeah, it was it was just it was a douchey move. It was such a douchey move. It got non NBA fans going fuck LeBron James. That's what I mean. I don't think anybody on on Golden State has done that level of fuck up in the public eye yet. Yet, I, I mean, it could be coming. Who knows? And the difference, Chris, is there were still and there are still. Uh, NFL games worth watching, you know, it, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's always, you know, going to be, oh, who stops the Patriots from the championship, but there's still NFL games that I'm like, this is a can't miss. I guess I this just don't like, your game. you're making it sound like it's like one pro team and then, you know, 29 NCAA, you know, inter- or intramural teams play. Like, it gets, uh, I guess maybe we watch basketball differently. Because I never got the whole, well, this is, this is, yeah, the Warriors are fun to watch, which is definitely teams. I mean, last year, who was it? The, the Spurs? In the last couple years. I mean, it's, it's competitive. 
I guess that's maybe that's where the disconnect is with me and you. Is you see one team and a bunch of intramural squads, and I don't. I mean, it's just it's not going to hate on organizations for having good general managers or having a culture of winning. The NBA is not. No, I don't hate anybody for winning. I don't hate the players. I don't hate the league. I don't hate the general manager. Well, you're making it sound like it's saying. not fun to like it wasn't fun to watch. Like one competitive, and I disagree with that. Okay, but how many teams are there in the NBA? So you're telling me in 1997 when the Bulls were just dominating, it wasn't fun it's to not, watch? It's not what I said. It's just predetermined. It, 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 Bulls are going to win. Bulls are going to win it. Wasn't fun to watch. Fuck After it. like the third or fourth year, yeah, people were like, okay, Bulls. They're, they're going to win it. However, this matchup here is going to be a good game. How many teams are in the NBA? There's 30 teams in the NBA. And over the course of talking about the NBA, you could pick maybe four or five that you're like, oh, these the, that's the team to watch. That's the team Can't, to watch. Should you do that with any league any given year? No. <laughs> really? You can't tell yeah, me. really. Really? The, the last 15, 20 years, who's making the playoffs generally in the NFL? The Patriots, the Packers, uh, who else? In baseball, Yankees are always making it. Fucking the Giants have always been making it. Hockey, you, got the, you can do that in any league, man. Like I guess I just I just don't get your your rub here. Like it it it's nothing that's not in any of the other four leagues. There's always going to okay. be teams that are okay. managed you're, better you're, with better personnel. Here's the thing: you're you're confusing my point here. There are powerhouse teams in every league. That's without a doubt. That's true. But there are, there should be at least good games to watch. And in baseball, there are very good games to watch. Football, there are very good games to watch. Hockey, very good games to watch. In basketball, there just wasn't. I disagree. Okay. I really disagree with that. And, and that's fine. I, I have no problem with you disagreeing with me. I I, I just, you know, I, I go through the, the teams in L.A. Okay, they suck ever since Kobe left. They suck before Kobe left. Golden State, they're going to be in the play, in the finals, you know. And then just I keep moving through, and I'm like, well, at least you have San Antonio, you know, and and those in the games they're going to play. That's that's going to be a good. What one. about Boston? What about uh, OKC? Uh, yeah. What about the Heat before the the Dream Team busted up down there? No, you can't do that <laughs> before the Dream Team busted up. No. It, we're talking about the past three years. The Heat is a non-factor. Teams that are a non-factor in the NBA. Yeah, the Toronto. Yeah, what about Raptors. the Cavs? Team who actually won the NBA championship in 2016. What about them? That's that's what I said. But teams that are a non-factor. The Raptors. What do you hear about them? Dude, every the f- league has shit teams. That's what I. I'm not getting this conversation. Every league. You're. Are you mad? The NBA's got shit teams. They always got shit teams. No, Chris. That is not my point. My point is, okay, it's not shit teams. It's not superpower teams. It's not elite teams. My point is, with the trades that have happened in the NBA, there's a lot more teams that have a lot more power, and it's a lot more entertaining to watch a lot more games during the season. The seven that have happened. All right, and, cool. And like I said... If it keeps rolling the same way, then this is going to be a more entertaining season. The fact that the Golden State the first Warriors... Week's a have, great barometer in any professional sport. 
the fact that the Golden State Warriors have played a total of eight games, only eight games out of 82, but have already lost three. I don't. So what? You don't go 82 and 0. I don't get what your point is on that. Like, the past two seasons, they've lost a total of 17. How do you so? not see that as a fucking point, dude? There's 164 games over a t- span of two seasons. They lost a total of seven. What is your point? I guess is my, what is your point on that? They have already in the man. My retort is the law of averages, man, dude. Fucking shit's going to balance out. You go so long. Dude, with the trades that have happened in the NBA, I'm going to keep putting this to you until you get it. (laughs) The game is now worth watching. It is evidenced. By the fact that the Golden State Warriors, the top tier of NBA, have played like shit and lost three games, have more competition to go against and have lost a total of three games out of eight. I mean, do we want to talk about the great trades? The Pistons are in first. They made dude, none of the great trades. Dude, like, I don't- last year, Golden State went 26 and 0. 26 and 0. They are a current. And what are the odds you think they were going to do that again? Slim to fucking none, dude. It's not about if they were going 26-0 and 0 again, boss. It's about that they've already lost three of eight. Okay? Last year, 26-0. and 0. They went 26 games before they lost a game. Okay? This year, they have lost three of their first eight. It is a more competitive league. It is a more entertaining league. And it's a, definitely a, a product that you want to watch now. You don't just have to sit back and wait. Two of those losses were to two teams that made zero spectacular offseason moves. Okay, but wait a minute. Hold on a second. Let me, let me just interject something. Isn't this the best case scenario for the NBA, though? Last year, they had a team come out to gate 26-0, and 0, and this year, they have a, a league that appears to have more parity. So they have the people who wanted to see a team do something historic like that. They, they got those people to watch last year. And this year, they're, they're, the, the fact that the league has more parity is bringing back fans like you, Earl, who's like, I don't want to watch a team where I know it's going to be a, you know, I can just, I don't even have to pencil it in. I can just take a, 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 a pen and go, oh, that's a W, that's a W, that's a W. There's no fun in that. Yeah, that I mean, is definitely the best case scenario. That's my point. All right. That there are going to be super teams. It's still a question of who's going to stop Golden State. All of that remains. What I'm saying is what has changed and what is being evident in the first seven to eight games is this is a more competitive league. It's a more fun product to watch. You know, if you want to watch a couple of no-name teams and no no super teams, it, definitely give it a look now because it's it's changed. Over the past three seasons, we, we've grown I accustomed just- to... This super team's going to win. I'm sorry, I haven't heard anything that you said, Pastor, and you said there's no super teams. Because we've done, like, several podcasts over the summer about how there's, like, four or five of them now. It's not what I said, Chris. I said you're going to have your super teams, all right? But if you want to watch a no super team team compete, you can now. The league has become more competitive. All right. Well, it's a weekend. Seven games. They're two weeks in, pardon me. So we'll see. We'll have my balls off when Golden State's like 40 and 3 in like a month and a half. Hey, what I want to know is what that pocket rat in the background of whichever one of y'all has it, 
What's that? What's that thing got to say about the NBA? Uh, apparently, that's Iceman, because he says he'll be right back. Oh, has he got himself a cute little poofy dog, little foo foo dog to carry around? Maybe his emotional support animal when he watches the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, the super competitive good. league, the two and four Lakers just pounded the shit out of the five and two Pistons. Yeah, well, dude, I just, I just think it's too early to call anything in the NBA or in the NHL. Well, dude, that's what, dude, that's what I was gonna bring up. You know, fuck. Talk to me after Christmas for both leagues. You know, Sparky Anderson had a famous saying: "Don't talk to me about how my team is doing until after forty games." He felt that that was like the bare minimum sample size before you can start to really judge where a team's at and, and, and its place in, in the standings for that season. And, I mean, even if you don't agree with that number, I think, you know, a handful of games is way too small sample size. I in mean, baseball, that's what? That's about 25% of the games? Yeah, it's, so it's about a quarter of the season. So, yeah, if you break it down in uh, NBA and NHL, it'd, it'd be, be 20 what? games. Get yeah, twenty games, twenty five, yeah, twenty games. So yeah, talk. Okay. So yeah. Okay. And talk to me at Thanksgiving. Here, here's the problem, though, Chris. Okay, with with Major League Baseball and and all of that, there's no team like the Warriors <sighs> on the, on that. Okay, there's no team like that, like Cavaliers, in, can, in baseball. We can never talk in abstracts with you, can we, Ice Man? Yes, yes, you can. But the problem is, is you haven't been conditioned to go, well, shit, here we go again. And for the past three years with the Warriors and Cleveland, we've been conditioned. And that's what I'm telling you has changed. Yes, they're, they're playing shitty. Yes, there's more com- competition in the league. Yes, it's just better to watch because you don't know. It had nothing to do with what me and Rich are talking about. <laughs> but all right. What? <laughs> No, we were talking. Uh, we were talking about the barometer of how's your season doing. Okay, I, and I got that. And what I was trying to tell you was, at eight games, okay, they've already lost three. This is a team that, in a t- total season of eighty-two games, haven't lost more than ten in two freaking years. So the barometer for them at set at only eight games because it's only been eight games, and they've already lost three is shocking. But tells you two of their three losses were to two teams that didn't make any moves, any blockbuster moves. I quit. They lost to the Pistons. They lost to. But you're trying to tell me it's more competitive. They lost to. They didn't make any moves. They got the same team that won a championship, and then they lost to two teams that didn't make any of these blockbuster moves to make it more competitive. Is what you're saying? They lost to the Pistons. They lost to the Grizzlies. Now the one that does back you up is they lost to the Rockets, and they lost by a point. Okay. Well, to to I guess to throw fuel on the fire, but in a different in a different sport, it it does kind of remind me of the first you know week or so into the NHL season and the the hype surrounding certain teams and their you know their record. I mean, the Wings came out of the gate way hotter than anyone thought they would. And despite winning tonight, they've, you know, pretty much 
crash back down to what what we thought they'd be a 500 team, you know. But then on the other side of it, you have a team that no one predicted to do anything, and they're sitting at eight and three, and that's the Golden Knights. And a very interesting point about the Golden Knights is all this winning. How bad is it going to fuck them down the road? Because if you paid any attention to that expansion draft and you paid any attention to the moves they made, they were taking players and then trading them away for draft picks. And you don't do that unless you're counting on finishing near the bottom of the fucking standings. So it's counterintuitive, but while it might be, uh, uh, it might feel good for fans of the Golden Knights to have a winning team their first season, it's not going to feel good five, you know, 10 years down the road when they have nothing to build on because they didn't have draft picks that were worth a shit. But I mean, you know, ultimately we'll see, we'll see if, we'll see if water finds its level. I mean, it's been 11 games for them. That's a little bit over half of what we were talking about. If you want to look, take a quarter of a season before you make a judgment on where, on where, you know, a team is at, it would be 20 games. They're a little bit over halfway there. So, I mean, see you in about two weeks, basically. But, I mean, yeah. some, some surprising teams, you got the Oilers at 3-6, three 3-6-1. and, six, three, six and one. The, I don't think a lot, many people saw that coming. But, I mean, then you have, like, you know, the Wild, team that made the playoffs, 500, two overtime losses. Blackhawks, 500, two overtime losses. Predators, a game above 500 with two overtime losses. I mean, you know, these are these are all playoff teams. And then, of course, Jesus God, oh, the general manager that comes back to haunt Detroit. Steve Eiserman in Tampa with the Lightning at 10-2. and two. Yeah, buddy. Can I say, I'm not a fan of this new layout of the NHL. I don't like... Seven other people in your division? The fuck is that? That's like conference numbers. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of it either. Like I'm not a fan I, of how they do the playoffs either. I think it I should see, be the top top eight teams from the east, top eight teams from the west, and seed them that way. Each one of these divisions should be cut in half. Yeah, like there should be pretty much there should be eight fucking divisions basically. Yeah, instead, they, you know, we have the Atlantic, the Metropolitan Division, the Central, the Pacific Division, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't I don't like their playoff seating. I don't like the way they do the draft. But, I mean, that's just whatever. All that, all that, all that, all these changes have, have came under the, the same person. So, whatever. And there's no point in beating that dead horse because it's dust and bones at this point. So, so. When's the next expansion team coming in? Because yeah, one division with odd number of teams. The Central NHL has an odd number of teams right now. Uh, Well, I I mean, I don't know where they could put a team in there. They would have to move somebody. I mean, Central. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a Wisconsin hockey team right there. That's not going to happen. The Milwaukee, it, it, so the Green Bay, something. I, I would think they would stick it somewhere down south, not Atlanta, not Atlanta, because they already tried it with the Thrashers. But I would say Midwest to 
Southeast has a better chance of getting a new team than the northern part of the United States or Canada. Bring the Whalers back. There you go. Yeah, then what are you going to do? Are you going to move the Detroit back over into the Eastern or Western Conference and put them in the Central? I mean, it, it's it, what's funny is is that the bitch of having a team like the Red Wings in the Western Conference was all the times that they had during the playoffs to go play teams on the West Coast and the time difference and et cetera, et cetera. And then after they send the the Red Wings to the Eastern Conference, they divide it up to where what's the biggest time difference if the Wings would have stayed in the Eastern Con- or Western Conference and been in the Central Division? It had been one hour. It had been no big deal. I mean, it, 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 it just, it's, it's like, huh? It's one of those head scratchers. It's like, I don't, I don't get that. So what was the point of moving them? But, you know, whatever. whatever. Because we, commerce. I guess. I mean, yeah, you got, you got the Columbus Blue Jackets in the Metropolitan Division, but you have the Red Wings in the Atlantic Division. Huh? Huh? I, I mean, it, don't really get that, but okay. You know, whatever. It's the NHL. There's no point in arguing it. Remember the Campbell Conference and the, the Norris Division? and Yeah. It was, it was back in the 80s. Back when, you know, hockey was still hockey. You know, they let them fight, and amazingly, and, and all that fighting and all that clutching and grabbing, scoring was higher than it is now. It's amazing. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I you know, it... it I really wanted to kind of get into the Golden Knights thing, but I didn't get a chance to send you guys the article. And, I mean, it's an article that I think it'll stand if I send it to you and you guys read it. It'll be a subject we can cover next week. But, I mean, it really does kind of and, – and it's it's applicable to all sports, to any expansion team. You know, there's always the danger of coming out and doing too well because, I mean, let's be honest, if the Red Wings have five down years and then all of a sudden turn it around – it's only going to take one or two, maybe three winning seasons for Detroit, an original six team, to start to be a destination team again. A team where free agents will come to without having to overpay. Case in point, look at the Tigers. You know, I mean, they had to basically, you know, blow the bank to get, you know, Pudge and Troy Percival out here the next year to get Maglio out here. Once they went to the World Series, once they started, you know, being a contender, that wasn't the issue. It wasn't that it wasn't that hard of a of an you know big of a deal to get players to sign here, even if you traded for them. I mean, if they had traded for a player like Mig- like Miggy in the late '90s and went to go re-sign him, he'd have been like, "Oh, bitch, please," and left for the Yankees. <laughs> Instead, I don't even think there was much talk of him going to another team. It was just a given he was going to re-sign with Detroit. It was just how much we're going to have to pay him to do so. So, but yeah, that's, I guess that's a teaser for next week. And, and, and unless there's just a bunch of crazy sports stories that push it off the agenda, you know, tune in next week and we'll go ahead and get into that one. Watch, they lose every game between now and next week. I mean, the point would still stand. That's why it's kind of, and, and it, like I said, it's, it's not, it's just using them as the jumping off point. But I mean, you know. It, it, it's like I said, it can be applied to all sports across the board. Gotcha. So have we come to that point in the, in the show? 
We're just going to dive right into football? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I was checking my uh, half-ass sports fan. Well, I mean, we're getting... I'm sorry, go ahead. The past three seasons, the Warriors have lost a total of 39. They went... They've lost 15 once... Or 15 twice and nine once. So... Nine half a season. What's that? Nine being last year. Uh... Two years ago, they lost nine. Last year, they lost 15. Oh, okay. Um, and the two years before that, they lost uh, 15 as well. So out of 246 games, they won, or 249 games, they won a total of 206 and lost 39. My half ass sports fan was showing, but I got it, though. Still, that's a hell of a win percentage. No shit. <laughs> give a fuck what sport you're in. That's a win percentage. The fucking well, a lot of coaches, a lot of general managers, a lot of cities would die for. That's just job security for Steve Kerr. That's what that is. That's I, job security for whoever their scout is. <laughs> On the real, because well, they did that shit through the draft. Well, I mean it. As long as Steve Kerr can hold the, uh, you know, hold the team together, he just makes himself look like, you know, a genius, and that's all that really matters. I mean, he just has to look like he knows what he's doing, and it, it, who knows, man? At some points, it might, you know, it might be with player, it might be with some teams. It's like, man, I don't want to fuck with it because it's running well on its own. You know, when your car's running fine, you don't tear it apart and rebuild it unless your market. Well, that won't make sense to anybody but me and Earl. Unless, you, unless you're one of those, you know, type of guys <laughs> that do that stuff. You know, I have a friend that he can buy a brand new guitar professionally set up from the from the Gibson or uh, Fender Custom Shop, and he'll tear the thing apart and build it back, and then wonder why it doesn't play as well. And I'm like, gee, I don't know, dipshit, because you had a person whose entire job for their adult life is to build the fucking things, and you're an amateur. Taking it apart and putting it back together, going, I don't need these spare parts and tossing them over your shoulder. <laughs> that might have something to do with it. I but know yeah. a guy who could take a Stevie Ray Strat and make it look like a complete run of the mill fender. Yeah, well, maybe he doesn't. Maybe since his name isn't Stevie Ray and no one's paying him to play it, he doesn't want to fucking be associated with another player. Who knows? Yeah, that, Anyways, that's probably true. It's too bad, though, because he plays very, very good when he plays Stevie. Yeah, okay. Well, since this isn't a music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still listening, this is Sporgy and Christopher Media. Yes. Uh, there, was, there was a little bit of shakeup in the college football rankings because you got Georgia sitting at number one, Bama oh, sitting at two. Oh, my God. <laughs> then you just have a fucking log jam in three through eight. You got... Notre Dame at seven and one. Number four, you got Clemson at seven and one. Five, Oklahoma at seven and one. Six, Ohio State at seven and one. Seven, Penn State at seven and one. And TCU at seven and one. And Wisconsin sitting at nine at eight and zero. Then round out top ten, you got University of Miami sitting at seven and zero. So, uh, see anything wrong with this picture? Well, Georgia's number two, right? Alabama's one. No, Georgia's number one in the playoff rankings. Yeah, I'm looking at those. Says Georgia's two, Alabama's one. What playoff rankings are you looking at? NCAA football rankings. 
I can tell you, Rich, looking at Wisconsin's schedule, they've beaten nobody ranked. Well, I wasn't necessarily thinking of Wisconsin, but... Um, and then let's look at the U. Here, there, I just sent you the link for the, the college football rankings, and it's via ESPN, so I, I don't know. But, I mean, again, once again, that doesn't mean anything. They could be full of shit. Can't believe I got a fucking fact check Snopes call every writer at ESPN's grandmother to ask if he was dropped on his head or ate lead paint as a child just to see if these fucking things, you know, these stories are legit anymore, but apparently I got to. Yeah, you do, because on Google, the AP Top 25, Alabama's ranked one, Georgia's two, Ohio State's three. You're not Over listening to me, dude. The, 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 the college, college. The football, the football, the playoff rankings are not the AP or the coaches poll. Yes, I know it makes no sense. No, I don't want to get into what the fuck's wrong with college football rankings all over again. It is what it is. But, I mean, if the the point is, if the playoffs started today, it'd be Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Yep. Now I see it. What is that, ABC or ABC saying the same thing? I mean, that leaves Ohio State on the outside, Oklahoma on the outside. And, I mean, looking at, you know, Ohio State, who else do they have left to play? It's all conference games. I mean, they have, what, Michigan State, Michigan? Michigan's not even ranked anymore as far as the the, uh, top 25 of of college playoff rankings. (laughs) And State's about to join them. Yeah, State's, you know, barely hanging out at 24. You know, I mean, you got, let's see here, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan State. There you go. There's your Big Ten, there's your Big Ten right there. That's in the playoff rankings. And, I mean, to me, you could almost swap Ohio State and Penn State at six and seven, and it wouldn't matter that much. Yeah, I, you know, you said it, Chris. Wisconsin's eight no, but who have they really beaten? Nobody of any note. Same thing with the U. The U was supposed to play FSU, and they were ranked. And by the time they made the game up, <laughs> FSU was no longer ranked. And if I hold on. If I'm not mistaken here, I thought that Notre Dame had been beaten. Mm, excuse me. Yeah, they lost to Georgia. And, well, I guess Georgia's not in there, so it doesn't really matter. No, Georgia's number one. Excuse me. They lost to Georgia. And, oh. Well, See, this, this is where it's like, uh, I feel like the Iceman. I'm like, uh, the fuck, how do they come up with this bullshit? Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson are in, uh, are in <clears throat> divisions that are, you know, or division, it's, it's a given, a hard one, whereas Notre Dame's an independent. So I guess that's what makes the difference on their strength of schedule. I mean, okay, USC... Michigan State, Georgia, who they lost to, 
Boston College. I mean, it's not like the, it's not like they've beat powerhouse teams so far. And the teams they have left to play is Wake Forest, the U, Navy, and Stanford. And I mean, I can pretty much say that Wake Forest and Navy is a give me. I guess we'll find out what the U's made of when they play Notre Dame. And I mean, Stanford. You know, they're sitting at six and two. Eh, I don't know. It, this this has gotten even more fucked up than when I said, how do they come up with this shit? TCU lost to Iowa State. Iowa State is now ranked at 15 at 6-2. and two. But yet TCU is still ranked at 8th at 7-1, and one, losing to a 6-2 and two team, Iowa State. Get the fuck out of here. This makes zero sense. There is no way anybody can tell me how this all makes sense. Like, no way. You could point to schedule. You could point to, you know, who they lost. I, I This doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Well, I thought the point of having the playoffs was to get, unless it was a clear-cut case of two teams from the same division, or same conference, excuse me, uh, who were just dominating, was to get, you play your conference championship games, and the winners of those conference games, the top four of the out of the out of the Power Five conferences, went to the playoffs. That's what I thought the point of the college playoff system was. The point of expanding the Big Ten and of adding a championship game, which they've never had before until a few years ago. Yeah, because you can't say you're a national champion if you had never played the other conferences. I mean, as it stands, you got Georgia and Alabama sitting in the top. Four and an independent Notre Dame and Clemson. And let's say that these are the four teams that end up in the playoffs just for shits and giggles. I mean, yeah, Notre Dame's going to draw because of its fan base. Clemson's been in it now for, you know, years. Alabama, we don't even need to talk about them. The mini Belichick? No. And then Georgia. But, I mean, still, it's like you got two SEC teams, an independent, and, oh, fuck. What conference is Clemson in? Come on, help me out here, one of you two. Pretty sure it's SEC, isn't it? No. I don't think so. It's the ACC. It was one of the others. Oh, damn it. I said it. My mic wasn't on. Fuck. I'm sitting there going, ACC. (laughs) Over and over. ACC. Why don't you hear me? ACC, motherfucker. (laughs) But, yeah. So, I mean, if you're one of those people who, you know, root for... Well, if my team's not winning, I root for the conference my team's in. Then I guess you can take some solace that you got, what, three teams in the top ten as far as the playoff rankings, but I'm not one of those people. I root for Michigan. Fuck everybody else in that conference. If Michigan ain't winning, I don't want them to win. Fuck I want them to win for. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's eight games. We'll see. We're getting to the end here, and we're getting to the – you know, the nitty gritty. But I mean, I think it's safe to say that, that, that this is going to go down as a (sighs) missed opportunity. If you're being polite about it and completely blowing the fucking, you know, blowing the opportunity, if you want to be blunt about it for, uh, Michigan. And I would almost say that this is a, this is almost worse for a state fan because you didn't expect this out of state. But then, 
it, you know, you're like, oh. you're playing better than we expected, but you're still six and two. What the fuck? You know, if you're going to, if you're going to play above your pay grade, you got to keep playing above your pay grade here. But the one thing I will say that Michigan game, what happened? What did, what did, what did Jesus and khakis do? He put the young guy in a quarterback. Wasn't a blowout. Like I said, he should do if it was a blowout, but he did it. And what happened? Breathed a little bit of life into that offense. More so than it was there with O'Corn playing. So maybe he is feeling a little bit of warmth coming from his his, uh, his ass region. If he is, good. Fuck it. He needs to feel it. He shouldn't be getting comfortable there. Three seasons in, and you're not even talking to You're not even sniffing a Big Ten championship. No, that's unacceptable. Now, for, for what? The second highest paid coach in, in college football, only behind Nick Saban? Maybe the third highest paid. I can't remember if there's an, a second, uh, a, another coach that makes less than Saban, but more than Harbaugh. Hey, man, but I know people that'll tell you he shouldn't be on the hot seat. He needs next year. That's, uh, the the Michigan slappies I know keep saying that it's one more year. He needs till next year. Next year's his make or break year because he's still dealing with his seniors this year are still what's his name's hoax. I understand that, but my problem is next year, this time next year, they're sitting at six and two. What are they saying then? Are they beating the drum to fire them? You lose the state next year, in my opinion, gotta go, gotta go. See ya. Sorry, dude. I mean, I'm not trying to, to, to run state down. I'm just speaking factually. If you look at the records, even if you cherry pick from recent history and look at the records, uh, out of your rivals, out of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State. You don't play Notre Dame anymore, but out of the four teams in your conference that are considered your rivals, State is, if not the easiest to beat, they're one team above the easiest to beat. Because I don't really know if you consider Minnesota a rival, but I've heard some Michigan fans say yes, some say no, but whatever. But I definitely think... You know, you gotta you gotta win against state. Five hundred after after four years, I'll swallow that 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 pill. I'm just gonna need a lot of water to swallow it. One and three after four years, you gotta go, dude. Sorry, because you ain't got it. You ain't got a shot of beating Ohio State. You don't have a snowball's chance in hell. And if, if you ain't gonna beat Ohio State, the fuck are you doing? You're gonna be hearing. You're gonna be hearing, little brother, huh? Little brother just got in your ass for yet another year. I personally no, can't take the uh, playoffs seriously anymore. I just can't. What? Well, is that a callback to the conversation we were having before? Yeah. U of M? No, it's with U of M. Even if U of M was ranked number two or one or whatever, I just, that whole system I can't take seriously. Really, I, so I if U of M went to the I, national championship game, you'd just be like, oh, whatever. It, it, for me, it would be, because there's no rhyme or reason how they come up with these fucking standings, man. I mean, could you imagine if the NFL worked the same way the college ranking did? Dude, the Lions would be in the fucking playoff picture every fucking year. Yeah, we, we lost to Green Bay, but we beat Chicago and Minnesota. We're in. <laughs> It, that's stupid. Yeah, we, we lost to, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we beat the shit out of New York. That makes us in. It's just that there's no rhyme or reason 
how they come up with these standings and these rankings. I, I mean, it it leaves the door wide open for tinfoil hat. People with like, oh, the, the team, the school that has the most money is getting the best ranking. You know, because you can't go by win-loss records, and you can't go by who they lose to, and then you want to point to the schedule strength, and, and we tried that. It's like if you have the most money, and you actually do win a, all your games, or most of them, well, you we got did? a shot. When did when did we do that? What are you talking about? The schedule strength. I think my mic might have been off, but yeah, there was a couple teams. It's I, I made a case for schedule. No, last show, Chris, you talked about schedule strength. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd made a pretty strong case for it. You beat a bunch of ranked teams, you get ranked higher. But you lose to an unranked team, and you're still up there. Yeah, because you've still beaten oh, no. a, you've still beaten somebody. Okay. You beat a bunch. Of, that's why Wisconsin's where they're at. Wisconsin's ain't no, but they beat a bunch of nobodies. They've not one person they beat is ranked. That's why they're where they're at. I mean, okay, I'm not saying. To, to you, I'm not it saying it. To me, it doesn't. I'm just saying. I'm not. Think it explains all of the system because I think the system is flawed too. But I'm saying you like you're acting like you're dumbfounded. I'm saying there's a little bit of method to the madness. You don't get to be number one if you've beaten you know a bunch of teams that are you know one in fucking six. But anyway, uh, yeah, can you talk about the pros? I, I would love you know for nothing more for Michigan to be in in the playoff hunt. It's not going to happen. And if it did, I, I couldn't figure out how they got there. <laughs> Michigan and State will both be playing in the Nobody Cares Bowl this year. Truth. Because Michigan State has to play Penn State this weekend. Good fucking luck. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> Not there. They'll take the trophy and they'll stick it in your ass in a rhythmic motion in the shower. And then they won't tell anybody. So they get down at Penn State. But we're already like almost three hours in, so let's talk about the pros. Let's talk about last week. Let's talk about week eight. Let's talk about I don't know who the fuck the Baltimore Ravens are. I cannot figure out who they are this year. I got it. And great. Yeah, you picked the winner of the game this week, but I'm just saying in general. Like, I don't know if they're good. Do they suck? Are they just they're lucky? They're a 40-degree day, bro. They're a 40-degree day. Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. Their defense isn't stand up and, and amazing but they're good enough to blank the dolphins woohoo it's the dolphins well the dolphins were a four and two team when the ravens went in and blanked them yeah but not with jay cutler that was more at court at qb really mm-hmm. it more won him that fourth game Cutler was out most of that game matt moore played most of the their fourth victory and, and then two i mean Ryan Mallett ended up playing for the Ravens. I mean, it's... I think both of these teams are... Eh, but, I mean, it's just... Where's the fucking Ravens? Yeah, all of a sudden, they're... The Ravens are 3-4 and four going into that game. And then, yeah, and then they just stomped the shit out of the Dolphins. And said half the game with Ryan Mallett. And I don't... I don't know who the Ravens are this year. I mean, I... But, Maybe their record right now indicates it. Maybe they are a, they are a 500 team. Yeah, that's but, where I see them. Because who do you throw the ball to? Jeremy Macklin? Mike Wallace? Yeah. What is this, 2011? I, mean, eh, I don't know, man. And I don't I know. The Dolphins are... Nah. No. No, thank you. I mean, too, and they just, well, I mean, we're talking about last week's games. We were kind of bearing the lead with the trade deadline while we're talking about the Dolphins. They send 
They sent Jayajai to Philadelphia. Garoppolo goes to San Francisco. Wait, back up one. What's that? Ajayi's in Philly? Yeah, man. Oh, fuck. That went down, like, last night. Yeah, for a fourth-round pick. Oh, shit. But they did not need that. They Yeah, they do. They need a running game in Philly. Really? Because yeah. their offense is struggling? You need... There's two parts to offense and football there, Chief. Oh, I, I completely agree with you, Chris. I do. But you have a very high-powered, very effective offense adding a, a Jai to that? Yeah. Oh, you're screwed now. You were screwed they before. They want to win. <laughs> now you're fucked. Now you're just screwed without the loop. That's the difference here. Yeah, they're 7-1. and one. They want to ensure that they... There's your 14-2, and two, buddy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I but, don't dispute that, not even a little bit. Kelvin Benjamin went to the Bills because Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy can't do it all themselves. Um, and then I'm missing one. There's a fourth one. Wasn't there, Rich? Uh, I can't think off the top of my head. Let me look this up again. Yeah, that just mind-blown me. Wow. Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin goes to the Bills. Jai goes to the Eagles. Garoppolo to the Niners. Uh, no, never mind. I guess there's only three big trades. Yeah, but the Garoppolo trade was a horrible trade for 49ers. Absolute bullshit. You had a decent quarterback, a, a solid quarterback in Beathard. Really? They're 0 and 8. That wasn't under Beatheart. That was under Hoyer. But Hoyer hasn't played for like three weeks. I'm just saying. And, and, and at 0 and 8, it don't matter. Whatever you're doing ain't working. You got to do something. It's, he's a better Garoppolo quarterback than something. That was a something, really. He's a better quarterback than anyone that's on their roster as a quarterback. And then Hoyer is more than likely going to end up back with the Patriots. I'm telling you, this opens the door for Cap, man. He goes back to the team that he left anyway. But, uh, so those are the trades that went on. And let's go back to last week. We talked about Thursday night. Uh, come on, computer. Cleveland Hello. scored. Can you believe that? Yeah, so, yeah, your theory's all done, asshole. In London, oh. <laughs> both teams scored. So there's, take your tinfoil hat and throw it away. Yeah, what, one in four games, both teams scored? I- I'll pop your cork later. <laughs> So, no one's going to score except for the winning team in London. So, Cleveland scored. (laughs) Well, okay. So, one out of the four teams that lost scored. My point still stands. (laughs) No, my goalpost move. Fuck you. (laughs) All right. No, I'm just, that's funny. They scored. They didn't even come close to winning, though. Yeah. That's because they're fucking Colts. Or they're the Browns, man. We'll get to the Colts later. Uh, Seahawks and Texans. This is a shootout. I can tell you, this game for me, I am a, I am a believer in Deshaun Watson after this game. Uh, yes, yeah, so's game to me. So's, so's Richard Sherman. Did you hear yeah. someone oh, share Richard Sherman's been fire. saying? No. He's saying we played all the legends. Deshaun Watson's going to be one of them one day. He said it's Damn. the best any quarterbacks ever played against them, period. Wow. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, this is a game that made him a man. And my, I wasn't buying him up until this. I mean, dude, this shit was a shootout, man. This shit was fun to watch. Agreed. 
and and disagreed all at the same time. I don't know how uh, the Texans lost that one. That was weird. They had, they had a little man at quarterback named Russell Wilson. Yeah, That's but they had a Texans stranglehold on him. Lost that game. Somehow they they lost the grip. I don't know what happened there. Russell Russell Wilson, the troll of the NFL. Just you think you're about to win. He comes in the last second. Oh, no. Sorry about that. That's what he does. He's been doing it since he came in. He's been doing it since, uh, oh, what, what's the nickname of that game? The one that was the end of the replacement refs. Oh, shit. Where they got it wrong. It was them in Green Bay. Yeah. There's a nickname for that game. I can't, I can't remember. remember right I know now. the game you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, just Seahawks, you know, I think we would. I had, I had this thought about the Seahawks this week. We, we've all this talk about the Steelers being a second-half team, which this year they're kind of a first-half team, if you look at the record. But the Seahawks, I think, the last few years have, have become that second-half team. They're never really, like, super dominant right away, but guess who always ends up in the playoffs? The Seahawks. They even got themselves a ring or two out of the deal. Um, but while we're talking about that, just, while we're talking about the Steelers, Steelers and the Lions, not not the butt fucking I thought it was going to be. God, that but, was a boring first half. Yeah, I uh, I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Like I I I hit you guys in the group text. Said, could this game be more boring? And then dozed the fuck off. Not long after that. I mean, here's the bitch of it. Prater could have won you that game on his foot. I don't know what the fuck is going on. With the receivers, first of all, Ebron, you got to go. Like, seriously, I'd have traded him for a bag of balls after this week and his comments. In fact, let me give you his comments. Because I couldn't believe fucking he's got really. Okay, not really. I, I, I'm i going to have to dig. All right, hold on, guys. Another editing point. All right, well, anyways, okay. So, trade deadline was, was Tuesday. It's come and gone now. We're a little bit after midnight on Tuesday. Uh, apparently, there was teams showing interest in Ebron, but there was no deal imminent. Um He's caught 13 passes for 102 yards this season. Oh, s- s- slow down. He told uh, Detroit Free Press earlier this month that he's been in the dumps and hasn't been mentally as engaged as I should be. But he did say that becoming a first-time father has given him a new outlook on his life and job. And I, I'm, I'm trying to find the fucking like the exact comments, but basically. <sighs> Google's not going to fucking work with me. Uh, I got that uh, from MLive.com yesterday, or should say Monday. He said, look, I'm going to be happy no matter the decision. If I'm here, I'll be happy. If I go anywhere else, I'm going to be happy. That's just how I roll, man. Shoot, I've been to about 10 schools in one year in New Jersey. I'll be all right. Yeah, isn't this his his equivalent to, man, I got kids. Yeah, all right, Prince. I mean, it's, it's really what it is. And, I, dude, how many fucking times has he dropped 
a pass for no good reason. I just on the highlights alone, I counted three drop passes at Stafford through to receivers that were in the end zone or during a red zone. And when they when they were in the red zone or they dropped the passes in the end zone. You want to hear something that he said today, the day that we recorded this? Sure. Do the same web uh, website, MLive.com. I mean, look, 99% of the people in that audience could not come out here and do that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, those were tough grabs. I get paid to make those grabs, yes, but too damn tough. Damn, I mean, cut a brother some slack. I mean, it's rough, you know? Really? Really? That's your so, comment? It's hard 90, to catch him. Footballs. 99% of people sitting in the stands couldn't go out there and drop a pass that's thrown to them. Okay. All right. Well, I can tell you 100% of the people in the audience are not professional football players. It's not in their skill set to catch passes from Matthew Stafford or an NFL quarterback, Mr. E. Brown. You guys Putting almost done? There. Oh, you guys God. almost done? Why, is your, is your tongue missing the asshole of the Lions? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no. I'm I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna tell you, fuck the Lions, man. Uh, I'm 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 gonna homer until I die. Uh, I'm gonna dance with the with the date that brought me. Um, I'm gonna go down with the stick of shit. I could do this all night. Fuck the Lions. I cannot fucking believe that they lost yet another one. All right, and fuck you for signing Matt Stafford to that big fuck fat contract. How in the fuck? Can you get that close three fucking times to the end zone and not make a score? I don't want to hear that Ebron can't catch a pass or we don't have a running game or shit happens. Three times? Who was no. the running back They're, that gave the ball to four times and he got a total of one and a half yards? When they had like when they were doing it when they were trying to punch it in and they were on a goal on the goal line. Who was that running back? Washington? Was it him? Yes. Dude, they have no Power back. Their offensive line couldn't make a hole in jello. Uh-huh. What in the fuck is going on? And you don't understand it because you don't live up here. Jim Bob Cooter has been called the second coming of Christ by Lions fans for the last couple seasons now. Oh, okay, and- but be- also because I don't live up there, okay, I-, I actually see what the hell's going on. These guys, I swear... To everything I'm worth. He's they had TV. playoffs on a silver fucking platter. My 14-2 and two prediction was spot on. Because there's no way, no way, with the team they had, with the schedule they had, that they couldn't have gone that. That they couldn't have gone that. They can't finish. They can't get the job done. They're still going to get paid. Now, Rich wouldn't get paid if he didn't finish his job. He could go through the whole delivery process, but if he didn't deliver, no payment. I could do my whole job, go through the whole process. If I don't deliver the car, I don't get paid. You go to the bedroom. This, I mean, this goes through life itself. You can go through the whole process. If you can't get the job done, you don't get paid. And they'll find somebody who will. Unless you're the Detroit fucking Lions. And they're going to stick with you until you sink them. And then they'll just point at you and go, well... That's why we lost. No, motherfucker. It's because you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing up there. There's no fucking way they lost this game. They shouldn't have lost this game. They shouldn't even come close to losing this game. 
The defense was spot on holding Bell, holding Roethlisberger. They let Schuster get behind him once. Woohoo! There's no way they lose this game except for they're the Detroit Lions. And that's always our go-to ending. Well, it's the fucking Lions. Yeah. See what happens when you set your sights high? You're well, bummed out. For well, me, you, always tell, you always tell me that I set the bar low. Well, I set it extremely high because I knew that they could do it. They had everything they needed to to do it. It was the right time. It was their time. And they just fucked it up. We it, Fucking Green Bay has lost Aaron Rodgers for the season. That was our, our you know Achilles heel. They're looking at the Vikings are 6-2. and two. Right. And we should have been, but no. No, we're not even close to it no more. Now we've got to fight have, if maybe, maybe we make the playoffs. Because we don't have the pieces. We no, we Golden, had the pieces. No, 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 no. Really? No. I'm really? Not, yes, Golden dude. Tate's been injured. Who do we I, got? No, no, we don't I'm have absolutely. a running back. We, we have we the highest We didn't make a running fucking, back move in the offseason. We never no, had we the pieces. The, we have the highest paid fucking player in the NFL. We have pieces. All right? They have a tight end who can't catch the ball. I'm I'm absolutely done giving excuses for this fucking team. And I told you that if they fuck up this fucking schedule, I'm done with excuses. There isn't one. They can't get the fucking job done. End of fucking file. End of story. They can't get it done. They won't get it done. And that's it. I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick them all season long. And I'll go down with them. I don't give a fuck. But they can't get the job done. I'm done I, making excuses. Oh, Le- Ebron can't catch. Tate's hurt. Quinn got injured. Jared got injured. I don't give a fuck. You're a professional football team. You had the pieces. You had them all. You had a speed back. You had a semi-power back. You had a great back out of the who? fucking backfield. Who? What, who are these backs you speak of? What? Who are these backs you uh, speak uh, Amir, of? Amir Abdullah Amir is a good Abdullah speed back. Been- is a good speed back. Who's been underwhelming all season long? No, 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 no. See, you want to go back to excuses. I'm done with that shit, dude. Amir Abdullah is a great speed back. Okay? Washington was a good power back. All right? Riddick's a great back to catch passes out of the backfield. You could throw to him out of the backfield. Okay? They had the pieces. They didn't get the job done. They're not communicating with each other. They're not melding as a team. They're not coming together. That's the bottom line. They're not coming together and getting the job done. They're individuals trying to work. That's not going to work on a football field. It never has, and it never fucking will. And I'm absolutely 100% done saying it's this, it's this. No, it's them. It's just fucking them. It's all of them. It's the players. It's the fucking managers, general managers, the owners. It's all of them. It's the fucking Detroit Lions. And they'll never get it done. I'm going to tell you something. This fucking, this franchise. I I mean, I I guess you could make somewhat of an argument for the Cleveland Browns as the most snake bit franchise. But, I mean, for a charter member of the NFL to never went to their championship game, to the Super Bowl, to have... How many times in the last, what, six, seven years now have the Lions had the brass ring bouncing off of the tip of their nose? All they had to do is reach out and take it, and they just, they shit to bed. I mean, it, this is last season. It wasn't the only season. Yeah. No, they had the number one defense in the league with Sue and all of them. 
Then what? Twenty twelve. What they do with that season? Nothing. I mean, this is lost this to is, the Saints in the first round. I mean, this is this is is getting. This is no longer. You know, uh, what do you call it? You know, oh well. It's it's you know it's the it's the the general manager it's the culture of the team. This is just this team can't get over the hump. It can't get out of its own way. It can't get all on the same page at the same time. When the defense is smoking, the offense is stumbling. When the offense is smoking, the defense is stumbling. When the front office is making good draft picks, they can't keep the players they have happy. Dude, there were three teams, including uh, uh, the Eagles and, um, oh, shit. I can't remember the other two teams, but I know for sure. Contacting Detroit, going, what do you want for the rights to Calvin Johnson? What do you want for his rights? Now, let me ask you a question. Why would those three teams do that unless Calvin Johnson, they had talked to Calvin Johnson or had someone from who they trusted had talked to Calvin Johnson and said, yeah, he's open to coming back, but he ain't coming back for the Lions, which has to tell you everything you need to know. And here's the bitch of it. What do the Lions do? They dig their heels in and go, nope, we're not going to trade his rights away. You might as fucking well, he ain't ever going to play for you ever again. He's never putting that uniform back on. You yeah, might as well get something. part of Barry Sanders. You, what did you get for Barry and holding on to his rights? Absolutely nothing. So get something for his rights. Trade him away. Let him become another fucking NFL city's problem with will he come back, won't he come back. Get that, remove that question because it's, 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 it's not a uniquely Detroit thing, but of all the places I've lived in this country, I hear it the most in Detroit. Freshly retired players, like there's always, oh, they're going to come back. Whether the Beast team's mode. doing good. Or the team's doing bad. Yeah, but I mean, okay, when when Lindstrom retired and the team was and the Red Wings were struggling on defense, it was, he's going to come back and play. No, he's not. When the Lions, their kicker situation was up in the air, it was, Hanson's going to unretire and come back. That's going to put us over the top. Jason Hanson's going to put you over the top. You had Jason Hanson for 21 years and couldn't do shit with him. He's been retired for one year. Two years into his retirement, he's going to come back, and you think that's going to solve all the Lions' problems. Good God, I sound like I'm going to defend the organization, but I do believe in the whole Calvin Johnson sweepstakes. Part of trading away his rights is he would have he has to agree to come back. So if they didn't trade away rights, it means that he wasn't he wasn't down. Well, if he if he doesn't agree to come back. And that's and that's part of trading away his rights. Then so be it. But I'm gonna tell you this right now: that was not brought up, period, in any of the articles or news stories I listened to or read in the last couple of days. No, it doesn't mean shit. Because I mean, you know, how many times we've proven on this show? We've reported something, and then boom. Within 24 hours, something else gets reported. That's exactly the fucking opposite of what what the fuck we just reported. But I mean, is, my source would be the Fantasy Focus podcast <laughs> with uh, Matthew Barry. That's they were talking about that, and they were saying for for that to go down is he has to agree to come out of retirement for his rights to be traded away. 
Well, no matter what, I don't, and I don't want to spend, uh, you know, any more time on the Lions, but this is just, it's pathetic, it's sad, and I, I'm, I'm right back to where I usually am with, well, with, with, with you guys pretty much every fucking year, which is, I, I just feel sorry for you. I just feel sorry for Lions fans. You guys are long-suffering, and you deserve a lot better than fucking this, period. That's all there is to it. I knew this team's number after the Falcons game. To me, that was the... Sorry. Pardon me. To me, that was the test. That was the first real test of the season, was the Falcons. And as soon as they blew it, it's like, well, yep, no, nothing's changed. And here we are, halfway through the season, sitting sub-500. Next. And, you know, here's the big... Here's the bitch of it. I, it was kind of the same way for me, but it had nothing to do with... It was just, wait a minute. I just don't believe that they'd have fucking reversed that fucking call against one of the marquee teams. Fuck it. Maybe they would have. Maybe... I, 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 you know, I don't know. Whatever. But I just... I, I, I was just like, wow, this is... Boom. This is... I, I, just for me... the Lions for you. Well, just too for me, it, it was all. It, it's just also, you know, it's you haven't made any changes in your organization to not get beat on a technicality. Like that. That's what I'm like. We're still not there. You know, see, if we're up. If we're up by two scores and that shit happens, it doesn't fucking matter. But we yeah, still hang, put ourselves hang, in, hang in in the place to get beaten by the refs, by ourselves, by fucking the process or whatever. We we love to put ourselves in those positions i i get that but i still had hope at that point because i still think we beat him i'm with rich that call doesn't get overturned if it's the patriots okay and we we did what we were supposed to do by all accounts we beat the falcons and who did we beat the team that made the super bowl appearance the year before okay this wasn't like we, we we let the refs beat us and we played Cleveland. This was the the team that went to the Super Bowl. Okay? I know, but dude, so I wasn't very upset about that. Ultimately, I really wasn't. Ultimately, what matters is what column did they put that game in, and they put it in the L column. And I mean, and I, I understand and I was it's proud, frustrating, but I was and proud I of how they played. Okay, I get that, but and I understand, but it doesn't change the fact. There's no. Maybe in the locker room, as far as team morale, there's 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 moral victories, but there's no moral victories when it comes to the fucking win loss at the end of the year. And the NFL has made it crystal clear: you are not a team we're going to get give the benefit of the doubt to. God forbid they find themselves with a head coach or a GM who plays fast and loose with the rules, because the NFL will come down. With the almighty hammer of Thor and bury it just, I mean, elbow deep up their ass, dude. They're not going to get away with shit because they don't, it, they don't care. The Ford family owns them. They're not going to sell them anytime soon. The Ford family knows the fans are going to come out. They count on people like you. I don't care. They're my team no matter what. I don't care. They're my team no matter what. You just keep repeating that, that mantra and you'll keep repeating and getting what you get. I just, I, I, and, yeah, I admire you not jumping ship and going, fuck it, I'm going to root for another team. But at the same time, when my teams suck, I don't continue to give them my fucking money. Doesn't mean I don't support them. 
Doesn't mean I'm not a fan of the team, but you ain't getting my goddamn money. Sorry about that. Not happening. You're going to have to find someone else to subsidize this bullshit you put on the field every Sunday. Believe me, it has been a decade since I bought anything that had Tampa Bay Buccaneers on it. That's not a coincidence. But anyways, we got to move on. This is not a fucking Lions podcast. Yes. Speed of bullshit on the field every Sunday. The Browns. Drop the Vikings six and two. I'm telling you guys, the Vikings are going to win this division this year. Uh, the, Vikings, the Vikings are, the Vikings at six are going and two to... with their backup quarterback. Just no, putting that out there. The Vikings are going to win this division, tripping backwards, ass first into the end zone is what they're going to fucking do. Mm-hmm. Vikings have no business winning this division. Period. Yeah, they're not world beaters. They a healthy fucking. A, 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 a healthy Aaron Rodgers, they're not even close to sniffing his asshole during a win, to get a win. They're on their backup quarterback. They're on their backup running back. Exactly. And they're 6-2. and two. But this, this is, unfortunately, this is how sports play out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes teams don't deserve to be there or there. So. But we can also remember, didn't the Vikings go like 7-1 and one the first eight last year and then ended up finishing like third? Oh, so, they got a history. They got a history of gagging on it. So yeah, we'll see. Speaking of gagging on it, the Raiders, huh? Wah wah. You're all that, done. That's the team. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Raiders. I. It, 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 at some points, it's like okay, you're, you're rising above. You're overcoming. You're improvising. You're adapting. And then at other points, it just it's like. What the fuck am I watching? Why am I watching this shit? Why are you wasting my time on Red Zone with showing anything to do with the Raiders? <laughs> and the Bills are 5-2? and two? Again, what is this, 1989? Jim Kelly playing quarterback? Oh, they're going to they're gonna have a good time going back to going to four straight Super Bowls and losing them all. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, the, the Bengals barely beat the Colts in the, the Colts. Miracle interception. I don't know how the Colts have won two games this year. That is just a bad football team. Like, they do not look good. And the Bengals, that's another team I don't know who you are. One week you're good, the next week you're... You barely beat the Colts. I don't know. Bengals are uh, Tiger, Tiger Lion. Yeah, they're the same thing. Uh, Pats beating the Chargers. I mean, nothing new there. I mean, it, it seems like New England... They're, they're they're New England and everyone who would what when they lost that first game and the sky was falling I mean didn't all three of us go yeah they'll be fine yeah they're fine <laughs> yeah trust the uh, process <laughs> the a, a team that I believe all three of us shat on I said don't count them out at the beginning of the season but the Saints surprisingly five and two great yeah you yeah, beat the Bears but still, did you, guys think, did you guys think halfway into the season we were talking about the 5-2 and two Saints? No, and I still don't <clears> think <throat> they're big. 5-2, uh, and two, no. 4-3, and three, maybe. I told you they were going to play spoiler to a lot of fucking teams' days. I didn't think that they would be actually, you know. Well, I mean, honestly, I, I, I fucked up and put my hope that Tampa Bay would actually be better than they were. So they would be sitting... At the, you know near the top of their division, but you know, 
when you score three fucking points, kind of hard to win a game. Against the Panthers. Muscle Hamster's pretty much been a non-factor since he came back, huh? I told you. That should have a non-factor in the back of his uniform. Yeah, Jameis, man, he needs some help. It is extremely rare when running backs start that steep downhill dive that that they're able to pull out of it. I mean, as of right now, the only one... And he's only had one good game this season that you can even remotely start to say might be pulling out of it is AP in Arizona. But one game doesn't make a fucking, doesn't complete a comeback. Gonna have That's to see true. next week. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think the Falcons barely beating the Jets says everything you need to know about the Falcons this year. I mean, I think we've discussed this is, yes, they have a winning record. But, I mean, I think this is the Super Bowl hangover team. No doubt. Because, yeah, you barely hung on to beat a 3-5 and five team, a sub-500 team. Yeah. Um, any surprises with the Eagles and the 49ers? Surprised it wasn't 53-10? to 10? Yeah, I was going to say it was so close. Yeah, for that game, that was close. Uh Cowboys beating the Redskins. I mean, I don't. I don't know what uh, the Redskins. You're another team. I don't know who you are this year. You basically have the same personnel, except you swapped out Deshaun Jackson for Terrell Pryor for Kirk Cousins to not throw to him as much as he th- didn't throw to Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Zeke went out of his mind. Uh, yeah, I mean that's. And then the Monday night game, fucking all I needed was a goddamn big game out of Kareem Hunt. But I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Broncos are good at stopping the run. They suck against tight ends. And they're so-so against the pass. Like, knew that shit was going to happen. But the Chiefs, man, and they... I mean, really, honestly, I would like to see if uh, a, a, an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl. I'd watch that. You know, the Chiefs have already showed they got what it takes to take down the GOAT. That defense is insane in Kansas City. I don't think enough people are talking about that defense this year. Yeah, with Houston, oh, it's terrible. Oh. Dude, it looked like that game was going to get out of hand early. This could have been a very different football game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so there are any, we're halfway through the season, really. Any, any before we make the picks, you know, any surprises? Are we? Are, any surprises so far this season? I mean, I can tell you the Raiders, for me, are a surprise, and, but not in a good way. I mean, we were all, we were all pretty high on the Raiders. Definitely the Raiders. Eight weeks uh, ago. The, the Lions are a huge, huge, huge disappointment to me, and I've stated my opinion on that. I don't know. I don't know if I, I, there's more disappointments than surprises for me, I guess. I mean, oh, you know, you have glasses half empty, huh, Rich? Well, I mean, I call, I, well, I guess, okay, I guess you'd say I'm, I, I am surprised by how well the Eagles are doing. I did say that they, you know, not to sleep on them, that they were going to do better than most people were giving them a chance to do. But I didn't know they were going to be this fucking good. I can't take credit for that. I mean, I could sit here and bullshit 
aka Iceman, my way through it. But I'm not going to. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know they were gonna fucking be one of the best teams in the fucking league this year. I believe they are the best. I believe they're the only team at seven and one. Well, I, uh, I mean, look. Chiefs stumbled for two weeks in a row, and I mean, you know, I, there was a lot of people saying if they lose Monday night's game, that was it. You know, you can put the you can put the fork in them, they're done. And I was like, look, even if they lose Monday night's game, don't don't play in the funeral before the body's dead. All right? Yeah, uh, that team. I think the Chiefs are are on to something this season. That they, I don't know. When I watch them play, I, I get the feeling that they never have the feeling the game is out of reach. Yeah. Like, no matter, there's almost a calm, a uh, 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 sereneness about them versus, you know, other teams they get behind. Even if they come back, there's almost a, a manic, like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And I, I, I don't know, it's, it's, I guess it's an intangible. I can't explain it any better than that. So, well, you know, the thing that they have on the Eagles that I can, I see is they're proficient on both sides of the ball. The Eagles got some work to do on defense, but the the Chiefs, I mean, they got a great offense and they got a great defense. No matter, quite honestly, you watch them play and it's like neither side really needs any work. The offense goes out there. They're coming away with at least three. The defense is coming out is going out there, they're forcing a three and out, or the way this Chiefs defense has been going all year, they're picking the damn ball off. Yeah. Like, I I really... You know, you said said an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl? To me, that sounds like the most interesting matchup out of the possible matchups in the playoff picture right now. You know, we could sit here and fillet the Patriots all we want, but I think right now, halfway through the season, road to the AFC goes to the Chiefs. Just don't tell Belichick that. No, he's getting <laughs> he's, he's getting soft in his old age. He showed an emotion a couple weeks ago. Saw a smile. I he actually saw that a picture, field goal. I actually saw a picture of him standing next to his old lady, and he had a full-on smile. So, oh my, I was like, oh my God, he is human. It would have been hilarious if he'd made that face that he always makes standing next to his wife. He's always on. <laughs> so, all right. This uh, this one may hit, a re- we may hit a record this week. We'll see. So, let's just get right into the picks. Uh, Earl, we still stay deadlocked. Seriously, both- I had a great week. I had, what, two that I missed? Yeah, so did I. They're just different too. So uh, we both went thirteen and two. Rich though beat the crap out of both of us. Or no, I'm sorry. We went twelve and three. Rich went thirteen and two. So we are at six twenty two, eighty four and fifty one. Rich is at five sixty three at seventy six fifty nine. It's coming for us. So let's just start with Thursday night foosball. TNF. I believe the kids call it. Um, Buffalo at New York. Be a great matchup in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) But it's happening tonight. Well, the night it is posted. The show is posted, I should say. 
I mean, quite honestly, the Jets are at home, but and that Buffalo defense ain't no joke. Give me the Bills. Yeah, give me the Bills. Yeah, we might not know who the Bills are, but they're definitely better than the Jets and the Bills. You know, the Jets sitting at a losing record, I'd call them one of my surprises for this year because I thought they'd be the likes of your Clevelands, your San Francisco's, your Ophers. But, uh, yeah, all right, good for them. All right, Sunday games. I believe there's something, there's like a crazy, there's like six teams on a bye this week. It's nuts. It's like last week, kind of. Um, Baltimore at Tennessee. Yuck. Oh, there's a <sighs> lot of yuck this week. Get Give me the Titans. I, I like the Titans offense better. Oh, Sorry, I'm going to uh, gonna break with you on this one. I'm going to go with the uh, Ravens. And you are not alone. Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Ravens on this one. Uh, you know, I don't like their quarterback, but I love their defense. And I think the Ravens are definitely better than anything Marcus can break. Ah, uh, Rich, here you go. Divisional matchup. <laughs> Pick. Bucks at the Saints. Spoiled? Are they spoiled? Give, give me the Saints. Yeah, I haven't seen anything from the Bucks this year that tells me that they're going to beat the Saints. So, even the Saints. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one. What, did uh, you lose a bet? No, I didn't lose a bet. But I also don't think the Saints have what it takes to uh, stop the wide receivers of the Bucks. And I definitely think their defense can stop Drew Brees. Yeah, he's he's got nothing for him. Yeah, I mean, because that Bucks pass rush. Woo! <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible against other Slider teams. Picks. He's science. allowed to have his pick. Let him live his truth, Rich. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, the Rams at the Giants. Hey, come on. Really? I can't believe it's it, it's like 1999 all over again. Give me the Rams. Rams. Oh, most definitely. No Jeff Fisher. Give me the Rams. What the hell? Uh, next up, the Broncos heading to Philly. Give me fucking Philly. That Broncos offense is a mess. Hey, yeah, Philly. Come on now. Oh, without question. Yeah, the defense has absolutely left the Broncos, which was their staple. And now their offense is exposed, especially without Peyton Manning. So, meh. That was easy. Where's my Staples button? Atlanta at Carolina. Ew. I like the Falcons' offense better than I like Carolina's, especially since Calvin Benjamin's missing now. Give me the Falcons. Yeah, I've talked a lot of shit about the Falcons, but uh, I'm with you. I like them better than the Panthers, so go ahead and give me the Falcons. I'll be on an island. Give me the Panthers. They're at home. He needs a win. Wonder what he'll dress up like this week. Uh, next, we have the Bengals at Jacksonville. Hmm. This all hinges on Leonard Fournette playing or not. I think he's going to play. That Jacksonville defense ain't fucking around this year. Uh, Cincinnati's got running back by committee. But... They have A.J. Green on the road. And give me the Bengals. 
coin flip, but I don't do that. So I'm going to go with my other, my other way to choose. I'm going to go with the home team. Give me the Jaguars. Uh, speaking of surprises, uh, the Jags. I, I called this, you know, way back when I said that the coaching has changed and so is the Vermeer. You called it, but it's a surprise? How does that work? Because I didn't expect them to be this good. It's kind of like Rich with Philly. I knew they were going to be good and better, but I didn't expect them to go fucking balls out. Fair point. Uh, All right. I'll give you that one. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to take the Jags. All right. Next up, our buttfuck of the week. The Indianapolis Colts head down to Energy Stadium in Houston, taking on the Texans. I believe in Deshaun Watson at this point. Give me the Texans. Yeah, we barely touched upon it, but holy shit was Richard Sherman. I mean, did everything but just rip open Deshaun Watson's uniform, fall to his knees, and start gagging himself on his cock. I mean, it was it was almost like if I was on his team, I'd be like, yo, Sherman, you realize that you're not on the same team as this motherfucker, right? Like, he just beat us. Like, I might have had to have a conversation with him. But, you know, having said that, yeah, give me the Texans. All right, yeah, definitely give me the Texans. I definitely called Deshaun Watson, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, I definitely think that the Texans are missing a couple of key pieces on defense. Nothing that's going to stop them against the Colts. But, I mean, they could be a huge threat if they get, you know, if they had their, uh, you know, whole defense together. He played Joe the Cop, and that's my mama, Deshaun <laughs> Watson. <laughs> Work. Wasn't Deshaun Watson the guy we were bagging on for skipping his bowl game last year? I yeah. believe so, yeah. Maybe it worked okay. out for him. I guess it worked out for him, huh? Uh, well, next, yeah, Butts should have skipped it. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals heading to Levi Stadium to play. The San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you know what? Give me the Niners. I say Jimmy marches in there. He gets himself a W right off the bat. Makes a statement. Is he playing this week? Boy, I, I, I should probably. If he doesn't, I'm gonna. 49ers fans are going to be like, what the fuck did we make this trade for? There's nothing else to come out and watch. They better put his ass out there, whether he's ready or not. Have him do cartwheels or some shit. Do kickoffs. Yeah, something. warm up the crowd. Uh, I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals because I I, I, like, I don't think they're going to win. I, I mean, because I, 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 I'm not coming up on either of you guys, so I'm so far behind, I might as well just do, like, you know, counterintuitive shit and see if it works out. But, no, I don't think they're going to win, but... I, I, to me, if if AP is back, if he's if he's back to old form, then he should definitely just have a field day against the fucking 49ers. And if he's able to run like the old AP, there's no reason for the Cardinals to lose, right? So, all you AP people swinging from his nuts, that that's for you. Now, next week we're sitting here talking about a Cardinals loss. I don't want to hear about he's back until you go get a switch. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go Cardinals, too. I don't care if AP's back or not. Just the fact that AP's in the backfield is going to have 49ers focusing on the run game, opens up lanes for the passing game, and, and 
49ers this year has proven to be nothing less than a shit show. And I, I get it, Garoppolo. I told you it was a terrible trade. It is a terrible trade. Everybody's trying to find the formula that the Green Bay Packers had with, hey, we have Brett Favre and his backup Aaron Rodgers, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yay. Okay, they tried that in over in Indianapolis with Brissett. How's that working for you? My case rests, Your Honor. Brissett, Garoppolo, really? Brissett didn't come up in the system for three years. They didn't come up in the same system as Luck did, whereas Rodgers got to sit there. No, and- dude, Brissett was over he was back up to uh uh brady dude yeah on the, he yeah, was on a completely different, yeah on a completely different team rogers okay. was on the packers the entire time chris stop in the same system my analysis fucker in the whole place stop it what indianapolis tried that they analysis stole is flawed they stole brady's back try shit your analysis it's is flawed it's not the same situation the actual fuck dude stop it they stole brady's backup it didn't work. Garoppolo, Brady's backup, going to 49ers, not going to work. It's a terrible trade. But it's you had just hopeful. compared that to Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay before. That's what I'm, I'm no, lost. No, what All I right, compared whatever. it to was teams just trying to find pick. The, <laughs> the teams trying to find the formula of, hey, we have Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre's pick, backup. So now that we have the GOAT, Brady, well, let's get his backups and we'll have our Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers no, was in the system in Green Bay for three I swear to God, I'm going to unplug you. It's the same shit. You're trying to go after the backup. No, it's not. It's not at all. Oh, my fucking Came up in a completely different system under a completely different guy and a completely different coach. Cardinals. All right. Next up, the Redskins at Seattle. Give me Seattle. I'm just... I think the Redskins are falling into the 40-degree day category this year. I think as much praise as Richard Sherman saying for Watson and, and the Texans, he's also that pissed off, and I think he's not gonna. He's gonna make sure the rest of the team plays up to the standard he wants them to play up to. So give him the Seahawks. Yeah, as much swinging from his nuts as Sherman did, he intercepted him twice. So I mean, you know, and uh, uh, Earl Thomas intercepted him. Legion of Boom is kind of back. I mean, they they've lost the Legion of Whom moniker, so I, I, you know. And at the same time, Kirk Cousins has gotten comfy with his millions of millions of dollars with his franchise tag. So, yeah, no, definitely going to Seattle. Uh, the late afternoon game, Kansas City, going to the Jerry Dome, playing the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty easy one for me. Running backs don't do dick against Kansas City. Um, throwing the ball doesn't do much against Kansas City. Dallas defense. To quote you, Iceman, from our chat. Hot garbage. Give me the Chiefs. I guess I'm going to be perceived as talking out of both sides of my mouth. I mean, ultimately, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. But I do think that that Zeke has to fucking feel that fire breathing down the back of his neck. And that might actually... It might actually get him to go out there and play out of his fucking mind because he has gone the fuck off a few times this season games he would otherwise been sitting out so that's the only hope Dallas has unfortunately I don't think it's enough hope for him so yeah give me the Chiefs I'm going with the Chiefs I it's going to be funny to watch Hunt and Zeke try to compete with each other neither one of them is going to make a difference 
it is down to defense in this game. And like I said, and like Chris just stated, hot garbage in Dallas. The truth in Kansas City. So, I mean, bam, Chiefs. And if Zeke doesn't play, this is going to be even uglier. So, we'll see on that one. Next well, up, if he gets outran by a rookie, it's going to be really, really ugly. Oakland at Miami? Yuck. Ugh. All kinds of yuck. That's the night game. This, uh, ugh, I wonder nobody's watching. Uh, I mean, at least flex Kansas City and Dallas into that spot. Jesus Christ. Um, you know, I, Oakland's, it, it, it's color going to be back. Uh, let's, let's uh, look. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, you gotta, I gotta love this headline. I'm the, it's the Orlando Sun Sentinel. Dolphins QB Jay Cutler returns to lead worst offense in football. So Cutler's playing. Give me the Dolphins. Ugh. Yeah, give me. I can't go. I can't. I can't. I can't go. Dolphins, man. Sorry. Just give me the Raiders. Yeah, it took me forever to decide this game, but you said it. Worst offense in football. There's no way I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I don't care if Cutler's coming back. Ravens, uh, they're heading for a dumpster fire, but they're not there yet. Uh, their defense is well more capable enough than more than capable enough than to uh, stop the Dolphins. And uh, you know, despite the loss and everything, Carr did hook up with his receivers, Amari Cooper and Crabtree, and, and did a pretty good job. So, a pretty good job. That's going to beat the Dolphins. Hey, I'd like to point out the worst offense in football has a winning record. Just put that out there. Um, so let's get into the college game. Strength of schedule, man. Strength of schedule. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the college games. We're talking strength of schedule. Hey, um, Nick. Hey. What? Hey, hey. Monday what? night. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, we're actually going to pick that? Yeah, Monday night game. The Lions versus... The Packers. Packers are at Lambeau. I don't give a fuck if Aaron Rodgers is playing or not. They're at Lambeau. I'll give me the Packers. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't have Iceman's Homerism to go behind me. So give me the Packers. And because of my Homerism, and only because of my Homerism, give me the Lions. I feel a little bit better because they don't have Aaron, but get it fucking done. And oh my god, I I can't even. Lions. All right, so now, yeah, back to the college. Uh, MSU's playing Penn State. I don't give a fuck who's at home. Penn State's winning this game. Yeah, Penn State. Yeah, Shaquan Barkley. Penn State. All right, next up. Battle of two unranked teams. Got to say it while I can't. Uh, <laughs> Michigan's playing Minnesota. Uh, uh, yeah. Who's at home? Is that the big house? Uh, hold on a sec. Uh, that is, yep, they are in Ann Arbor. Yeah, so give me Michigan. For the Little Brown Jug. Yeah, give me Michigan as well. U of M. All right. 
So the picks are in for week eight. Oh, we're do- oh, we almost did it. We're gonna we're gonna just come up to that four hour mark again. If you made it this far, <laughs> thanks for listening, downloading, for sharing all that fun shit on social media. Uh, make sure wherever you listen to us that you rate us and review us because that's how you can help other people find out about us if you like it. I mean, hey, we're in the age of the review. I look at, you know, I look at reviews whenever I try anything new. Make sure that I'm not getting a bunch of bullshit. That's what you can do for things like this. Help let people know that this podcast isn't a bunch of bullshit. You know, kind of is a big bunch of bullshit. But thanks for listening. And yeah, uh, we will know who has won the World Series by the next time we get together. Uh, Let's go into seven games. That developed during this podcast, but yeah. It'll already be over by the time this is posted, so we'll catch you next week. All right, there it is. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.